A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. And welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter and uh, a very special day today. Well, why might it be special? Well, you know, because I hear uh, birds. Yeah, standard feed and seed has been part of the outdoor show for years. And we've never done a live remote from here. Yeah. And here we are. First time. Yep. Yep. And we have some events today. And this is no fooling. No. Uh, no. Uh, I see what you did there. Huh? Yeah. You see that? Uh, April 1st? Yeah, uh, today's yeah. April 1st. April We're not fooling. <laughs> no. We no. are live yeah. at Standard Feed and Seed, and today is their 77th anniversary, which is amazing. Yes, it is. That a business has been open for 77 years, and Mr. Frank Walmeyer is now the owner, yep. okay, has been uh, doing an amazing job with the business and putting this big event on today, which, man, they got all kinds of things going on. Uh, started at about 1 o'clock. They've uh-huh. got free hot dogs, sausages, and craft beer. Free. Free. Free hot dogs. And uh, to start the morning out, they Frank was kind enough to get us cold-filtered water, massage therapists, yes. a breakfast, and coffee. And Wow. No, I'm just kidding. No. That's fooling. Hey, no. You've got the yeah. uh, pumpkin spice latte pumpkin for you. spice latte. Uh-huh. No way. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Hey, so, uh, no. so we had Man, a, listens. give people yeah. a little idea, we had a group text, it was me and Kevin and Frank, and Frank was kind of wondering, you know, what what do we need yes. to do an outdoor show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what time are we going to be there, and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I, of course, me fooling around, I said, you know, we need uh, cold filtered water, we need coffee, we need pumpkin spice needy, creamer, Chris. we need luxury seats. Good <laughs> grief. <laughs> And I'm joking, but what are you yeah, sitting sure. in? Oh, a big old recliner, a bro. A big old recliner. A really, really nice lazy boy chair. This is probably as nice as we, the one I have we, in my house. We have three luxury recliners right. here in Standard Feed and Seed, and it's from Jack's Co. Furniture. So Frank Frank got everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty, awesome. uh, pretty it's like a, a rider for those rock bands when they come to town about all those special yeah. things they need. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you. 
Yeah, so, uh, but anyway, they, uh, all kinds of things going on. They got all kinds of deals going on here. Uh, chicken poop bingo is going to be rolling out at 9 o'clock this morning. People can go <laughs> online yeah. and uh, go to just go to Google and search Standard Feed and Seed, and you go to their website. You can actually buy the squares online. Ten I'm getting in yep. on the 9 o'clock one mm-hmm. for chicken poop bingo. It's $10 a square. Uh, part of the proceeds go to uh, Tristan's Acceleration Academy, which is uh, a charity that's pretty close here to the community. And so, I mean, it's cool. It cool. We cool. got an inflatable spacewalk for, for the, the kids. kids. Yeah. For the kids. You know what? Here, here's the thing. Would you get in that? Come on. We, we might have to get in that. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah but, buddy, the three I can't, of us, uh, we might have to get listen, in there and have a little this week because I hurt myself in a yeah, bouncy really. house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, if, as a kid... I wouldn't need the inflatable jungle. Whatever. I, I come in here oh, just with the chickens and the birds. Rabbits. And the, uh, rabbits. There's a whole uh, hutch full of rabbits right there yeah, to your right. I, yeah, I, I, Chris, I, can you hear the birds? Oh, totally. my gosh, can I hear the birds. And, I heard them. When, uh, when you guys hooked up this morning, the first thing I heard was the rooster. Well, we had oh, the, yeah. Darth Clucker. What was no, that? No, no, no. Darius, Darius Clucker. Darius Clucker. Yeah. Darius Clucker. What's the name of the other rooster? It was uh, Darth Vader. No, that's the one that got sold. Oh, Cluck, Cluck, Nor- Cluck Norris Cluck and Darius Cluck, Cluck Norris. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you don't want to mess with Cluck Norris. <laughs> no. Darth Vader, <laughs> eight, man. Darth Vader got sold. Yeah, Darth Vader. He got sold. Yeah, he's got girlfriends now. Everything for sale. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the dark side, Chris. I, Chris, oh, I am right now classic. opening up. Oh no, the pumpkin spice latte creamer. <sighs> Fruit. Yeah, you know, it's not that time of the year. You had to go someplace to get that. They got a star. It's a Starbucks brand. I don't know where he I went mean, to he get had it. To order that points. online or something. <laughs> but uh, but I'm yeah, excited right. about this. this yeah, is Riverside. Kirk, could you like a little bit of it? Uh, you know, I might just try a little try bit. Of that, you know? Yeah, Boy. try it. Here we go. Just a little. Come bit. Come on, Kevin. Try a little uh, bit of the pumpkin spice latte. Don't get suckered. Uh, I'm not going to the dark side. Don't there get suckered. That's <laughs> not the dark side. That's a whole yeah. different color. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a whole different. Yeah. You know what we need? What? We need a spoon. Oh, a well, I'm sure it's coming. Yeah, exactly. Ask and you shall receive. So, but anyway, we're we're here. Come yes. down and see us and uh, and hang out. Shop. They've got uh, the the great thing about Standard Feed and Seed. I mean, they've got all the seeds for for your spring food plot, your garden. They've got everything for your livestock. Yep. Whether it be cows, chickens, horses, goats, pigs, they got it all, and uh, including uh, everything for your dogs. Yep. Dogs, cats, rabbits. What else? They? I mean, every well, animal you can think of. I know that that he mentioned this morning. He has iron clay peas. Yeah. He's got soybeans, and he's got oh, chu- chufa. Uh, there, of course, there's, there's right. Spoons. Yep. I gotta say <laughs> so, that that is really good creamer. <laughs> that is really yeah, good ma- creamer. We have massage therapy too today. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> I sit around here for a while. I'm gonna probably need some therapy. Yeah. Hey, listen. Yeah. And at eight thirty, Jeff gets a pedicure. Oh, that'll oh, be yeah. interesting. Manny Petty. Yeah. 8 o'clock. Goes right with that <laughs> pumpkin spice. <laughs> oh, gosh. There you go. I got plenty of it in there now. Pumpkin spice, Kurt. I think I got a little, yeah, a little pumpkin Did spice. Did you get a coffee. little carried away there, it Captain just, Kurt? Uh, it was a little lippish. A little lippish. <laughs> <laughs> but so I tell anyway. you, I, I come in here, I buy all my seed. We buy all our fertilizer in here and everything for the for the food pots. So I, I make quite well, a few is, trips in here. This is right on your way. Oh, yeah. I, I stop mean, in here. You know, a couple times a year, going back and forth. Yeah. Well, and the good thing is, is they have blends here. So that's what I. They like. have ba- you know, they have bags of blends. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
that are pre-made from other manufacturers, but then they also allow you the ability to buy seed by the pound to make your own blend. Right. Well, it's the only place I can cool. find a bruisey uh, rinds rye. Yes. And that makes the best food pots for us because of the the uh, sandiness. acidic acidic stole we yeah, have. Acidic yeah. and sandiness of it. Yeah. So, great place to come and shop if you're looking for that for your hunt hunt camp for your property. Yeah, and this is we're on like a outdoor show road trip. We are segment here. Yes. yes. Like, yeah, uh, but because we'll be uh, Atlantic Coast Marine, what a uh, couple weeks? Twenty second, twenty second, and yeah. then and then May sixth, we're going to be at Whalen Bay. Okay, so yeah, we got yeah, it's, you're right. We kind of do it, and the, then we the, got uh, a June. I think we're going to be at Hagen and Callahan. Oh, yeah, for the yeah, that's the, for their grand opening. That's yeah. the big one there. Yeah, yeah. The so giant we, superstore. we got all kinds of events going yeah, on. Last wild. week at uh, at Steenhatchy River Club. By the way. I am so disappointed that we didn't go there, me and Tara, on Friday night. Yeah. And I, I can tell you, I, I was we, – we stayed back because we had the Aaron Lewis concert on Friday that we committed to. And right. after going to the concert, I, I, I said to myself, we should have went to Steve right. Nash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was uh, a little disappointing. But uh, but he was – I mean, the music is still good. But right. there was parts of it that were a little bit disappointing. And after going there on Saturday morning mm-hmm. and then hanging out all day Saturday, I, we had way, 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 way much way better fun. of a time yeah. at Steen Hatchie than we had at the Aaron Lewis concert. Uh, it was Friday, Friday, ball. What, Friday evening was – I mean, I, I, I couldn't say a whole lot. And, and so I just kind of watched it from afar, watching the Texas going back and yeah. forth and the pictures that – I was getting, but Gordon looked like he just put on a show. Well, he, clinic. He, here's what I saw. Okay, first off, we drove over there on Saturday morning. It's a beautiful drive. It is a Hatchie. beautiful really drive. Is. Yeah. I mean, you, once you get kind of past Jacksonville's traffic on I-10, and and then you get out a little bit there towards Baker County, it just it gets it, your, it, it, your blood pressure lowers. From from St. Augustine. I go through Palatka, which is a beautiful drive. So, so that Hastings Drive to Palatka, then Flora Home, yeah. and Melrose, it's, it's beautiful. It's, oh, there. it's beautiful. Oh, it's, yeah. it's gorgeous. Yeah. And we went I ten, and then we got off past Lake City, and I think it was uh, Live Oak, Live Oak, right? Live Oak, and then we took, uh, I believe it was like fifty one. I think it was that goes all the way down into Scene Hatchie, mm-hmm. and we get there, and Gordon's got the gas griddle fired up. We kind of got Your the tail end. Was perfect for breakfast. We, yeah, we yeah. got there kind of towards the little bit yeah. of the back end of breakfast, but there right. was still bacon and sausage left. And we're sitting outside hanging out, and he's got the gas griddle going, cooking eggs, sausage, bacon. <laughs> I mean. I was bartending. Bloody Mary's yeah. going. He put on a clinic, though. I mean, he was cooking all kind of food. Well, he really he really did. Gordon's. Oh he's God. awesome, yeah. and, and the cabins that that we stayed at—that's the first time. That's the first time you've stayed. I've this stayed cabins. there, yeah. and we stayed in the Osprey cabin, uh-huh. which had a, a queen bed downstairs with a kitchen, a little sitting area, and then it had a, a loft that yep. you can't stand up in. But mm-hmm. for the kids or whoever, you climb mm-hmm. up there and crash. And Taylor thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was like her little tree fort yep. up there cool. in the in the uh, in the. I guess you call it the cabin. They got little screened-in porches yeah. that you could nice. go sit out, and, and uh, yeah, it's nice. It's uh, um, it's really cool. And then and and I then, love, I love yep. the old school AC units yeah. <laughs> that are the wall units. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you Talk get about that sleeping, man. You get that white noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just rolling. And then on those 
on those AC units, you have the option of constant fan. Yes, you do. Yeah, I always turn constant fan on. Yeah. Because you sure can't you have it turning on no. and off. No, I got to have the white noise. Right. Yes. And so, it, I mean, that was Big fan that of white was, noise. That was awesome. And yep. this is a little bit inland in the Seenhatchee River. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, wanted to stay there and keep your boat there, no problem. You just idle out to go to the Gulf. Yep. And it was about a 20-minute idle. It is. Which is very enjoyable. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so the accommodations were, were exceptional. And and I will say that uh, Saturday night we had a very good time. We did. We, we, I could tell. We, we had a, what, what does that mean exactly? Well, Chris, I Well, let's just Chris, say this. Nobody had to drive anywhere, okay? <laughs> <laughs> there, there was, there was a lot so of t- much good food. It was, was, it was kind of like a potluck, Chris, where yeah. you know, everybody brought something. Okay. And uh, Tara made homemade mac and cheese, homemade nice. cornbread casserole. Nice. Gordon's wife, Val, made homemade berry cobbler. Mm. Wow. And then everybody brought a bunch of different meats. Yep. Some so, brought appetizers. So health food. Health food. No, this was good. This was healthy stuff. Now, okay, like uh, Chris Stevens had some of the best fish dip. Mm. Yeah, the fish dip was, was tremendous. Was amazing. Yeah. Tremendous. And, and Kirk, right up there with yours. Mm. I'm not going to say it's better, but right nice. up there with yours. Very nice. And uh, Roy, who works there at Steenhatchee River Club, brought this tuna cer- ceviche yep. that was off the chart good. Kirk, I wow. know you love ceviche. Yeah, it mm. was. It was. It had blueberries in it, yeah. papaya. Oh, I mean, oh, it was wow. off it, the it, chart it was, good. Wow. Oh, I loved that. I, I, I literally I, I walked over the logs, and I'm like, you know, we, we all try to – Literally watch our weight a little bit. You know what I mean? But yeah. what, what we eat and stuff like that. I looked at him and I said, tonight ain't tonight. I said, I ain't ain't even, I'm not even going to worry about it tonight. I mean, the yeah, first. The, let me tell you, Chris, the first piece of fried chicken that came out of that green. And that was oh. the. Gordon, yeah. Chris, not only did Gordon bring his uh, portable gas oh, grill my top, goodness gracious. he brought his portable fryer. Yes. So the first thing that went in the grease. Because you can't do seafood after chicken. I mean, you right. can't do chicken, chicken after, after seafood. seafood. No, no. you got to do the chicken first. Yeah, chicken, yeah. Yep. So the first thing that went in the grease, Gordon put in the fried chicken. Yeah. Mm. And it was exceptional. <laughs> exceptional. <laughs> the man I, I, could I, cook. I, I, I just oh, yeah. No doubt. It's been a long time since, seriously, it's been a long time since I had a piece of fried chicken. It and, was and I was like, I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm going to eat as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Why awesome. Not? I wish yeah, I could have made it. I wish oh, I could have been was, there. It was, it was, so, it was but before, you know, there was other things that were already on the table. You had crockpot cooked chicken, there which was, go. oh, Yum. man. And, and, like, they had uh, the little taco prep things to make the little tacos with them. There was ribs. So, in the fryer, though, Chris, the first thing – was the fried chicken. Yep. Right. And then it went to the fried fish. Yes. And there wow. were three kinds of fish. Okay. There was cod, mm-hmm. mahi, okay. and fresh caught sheep's head. Yep. Wow. Okay. And then after that, it was the ruby red shrimp. Have you had ruby red shrimp, Kurt? Oh, yeah. They're awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, they're awesome. They are, they are so good. And then after the ruby red shrimp, mullet head uh-huh. brought some bay scallops. Nice. Oh. Little teeny Yeah, you told me you had three oh. pounds of scallops. Yeah. <laughs> Three him pounds. and Annette, yeah, brought some some wow. base scallops. So I mean, we weren't lacking for holy food. Holy cow! Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was looking tremendous. forward to going over to fish with Chris on Friday. We were planning on meeting early Friday morning and just go fish. Yeah, it, it, thir- it, it, it seemed like Thursday was was the day. It, yeah, it, yes. it, it blew the wind on Friday, blew. And, and and then um, 
for for the uh, few of them that got up on Sunday morning early. Um, I got up. Yep, yep. They they uh, they they got out before the wind and stuff. Oh, so. they didn't catch some fish. I don't know. Did y'all catch anything? Well, I can tell you. Here's what happened. Yeah. Chris said we'll meet at the dock at eight o'clock. I said great. So I had a little problem with the coffee pot, so I was walking out the door to head to the dock at 7.58, Yeah, and Chris was pulling away. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I missed it. And he turns See and looks, ya. sees me, and he goes, oh, wait a minute, we got to go back. <laughs> so anyway, get on the boat. and it's <laughs> He's leaving you. Let me I mean, here. That's, that's the way it is. Yeah, hey, totally that's expected. Right. And the, uh, the wind was blowing a little bit, and, and, uh, and I said, I'll be right back. So I'd put Merle back up, put Merle back up, and and run down there. And it's me and Chris and Roy and, and Chris's uh, girlfriend, and Lucy, Lucy, and we idle out. And the no seams were brutal. Uh, Friday or Sunday morning, they were brutal. We idle out, and it's blowing a little bit. And we get there by the Steenhatchee River Club, the marina. Oh my God! The wind? No. Oh. The marina was like. Oh, oh! You hadn't seen it from the water. I hadn't seen it. I hadn't oh. seen it ever. Oh, no kidding! No, yeah. Oh, no. and this is closer to the inlet yes. than than mm-hmm. the older sea hag. Yes, and what a tremendous facility! Which from the outside, yeah, got to see it later that day. Yeah, went, went okay. over there inside. But anyway, we met up with uh, uh, with your guy Roger and his friend, and he had a boat. So yep. it was kind of two boats getting ready to go. And we uh, we idle out, and then 17 miles, let's go. We're going to find some sheep's head. Yep. And when we got out. Victory at sea. It was Blowing. windy and wet. Right. And I didn't have a rain suit. Right. Chris didn't have a rain suit. You know, no. Lucy didn't have a rain suit. Right. Roy, who worked at St. Hatchie River Club, had a rain suit. Uh-huh. And we get out there a little ways, a couple miles, and we're following Roger and his friend and, and son. And, and I turned to look to Chris, and I said, Chris, I said, I, I, I'm not that mad at him. Right. I'm really not. Yeah. And he said, yeah, <laughs> me, me either. <laughs> <laughs> so we turned around and was completely drenched. Absolutely completely mm. drenched. And yep. it, it, that's no fun. No. No. Nope. Nope. It, it wasn't, it, and by the way, it only got worse. Yeah, yeah. Everybody it, knew the weather was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it came it, too. It, it's, um, um, it, it it started blowing. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, we had fiddler crabs, and and we're gonna go try to catch some sheep's head, and was looking forward to it, but it didn't end up making it happen. But it look, had a great time, and went back and sat in hot shower for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had breakfast on the porch. Yep. With uh, Tara had done an overnight breakfast casserole in the crock pot, so you know, you uh, had plenty of that and some zucchini bread and and relaxed. And then we uh, we ended up going over to see the Dead Man's Cove Steenhatchee River Club Marina. Mm-hmm. Wow! 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 That's a cool place, isn't it? Really yeah, nice. I mean, huh? Yeah. If, if, I mean, it, if you want to put your, you know, because I think Steenhatchee, the you want to be on the water, leave your boat on the water. Yeah. I would highly recommend to people if you're going to go over there. Put your boat in, get your slip at Steenhatchee River Club. Right, if you're you know not going to stay at the River Club on the river, right? You got other accommodations. Put your boat in, put mm-hmm. it there at the marina, and they've got all the amenities, including a I restaurant. Think, I think they got 150 slips. Oh wow! Oh yeah, and it's yeah. I mean That's really nice. Oh, like really nice. Like, like brand like, new, like, really nice. Like state of the art, awesome. Yes. Yeah. 
Did you go to the tackle store? Oh my god. Oh, Kirk. Yeah. Nice. This huh? this, it, this tackle shop. Yeah. Because I was expecting a little hole in the wall. A tackle shop. Right. Maybe the size of standard feed and seed, but multiply this by four. Yeah. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's huge. Oh, huge. It's massive. Yeah. Wow. Huge. And you will like this, Chris? It has a liquor store. Yes. In, oh, inside dear. the, <laughs> in, in the well, of in course, the tackle shop. in the tackle shop. Yes. Well, well, tackle yeah. and booze. Yeah. Yeah. There well, you go. Say about Steen Hatchie. <laughs> what it's a fantastic with a combination that is. Yeah. <laughs> tackle, tackle and booze. Very nice. So we went says, and checked that out. Nothing says responsible angling like tackle and booze. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, give me four yeah. dozen shrimp and, and uh, a half a pint. And a fifth uh, yeah. <laughs> Just in case it's a bad day. <laughs> That's right. Bottle of okro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the weather's supposed to be bad. It's supposed to be cold. Yeah, give me um, a yeah, handle. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah, can I get four fingers of fiddlers <laughs> and a pint? That's right. So we ended up having a great time. That's great. And uh, we wandered around a little bit for at Steen Hatchie, and uh, you know my cousins live over there. Yep. Carlene and Daryl. Carlene is uh, the daughter of Daryl. Yeah. Remember old Daryl? Yeah. I do remember Daryl. Yeah. Uh, Carlene is uh, my uncle's daughter. So she's my first cousin, and she's lived in Steenhatchie for many years. And uh, we ended up having lunch at Kathy's Crab Shack with them. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, folks, if you're ever over there in Steenhatchie, that was some of the best food. It's a they've got seafood, and the guy that owns it is also a commercial fisherman. Right. So what he catches is what's on the menu. Wow. Very nice. I mean, really good. And uh, the sheriff's daughter works there, so you know it's it's yep it's, it's a, a good, all the up and up. It's legit. a good business, right? <laughs> yeah, it's legit. Yeah, it's legit. All right, let's take a break. Uh, hey, we are live at Standard Feed and Seed, where they're celebrating their 77th anniversary extravaganza, and I believe doors are open. Are they open right now? Oh, for yeah. business? All right. Well, I, store. I, I, oh, yeah. Seven o'clock. We're saying they are. Yeah. yeah. Sun's up. All right. And uh, they've got all kinds of, of deals going on. One, uh, 1 to 4 p.m. They've got uh, free hot dogs, sausages, and craft beer. And after you get some beer and some hot dogs, you can wander on over to the spacewalk and jump into the spacewalk with the kids. I'm just kidding. That's yeah, not for yeah, adults. It's not, yeah. It's only for kids. Kirk, you can't, two craft beer. you can't go in oh, there. Oh, nuts. <laughs> and uh, they've got the Azar sausage. So uh, yeah. so come on by. Uh, chicken poop bingo available online and in person. First one starts at 9. And then they've got two more, one at 2 and another at 3. And then come on by and see us right here uh, live at Standard Feed and Seed and 1236 Kings Avenue if you're looking to find it on your Google Maps. Again, that's 1236 Kings or excuse me, Kings Road, not Kings, Kings Avenue. Yep. And uh, we'll be right back with more right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Nice. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Thank you. And Thank let's you. Uh, let's go right to the phone lines and bring up Matt. He's got a very important question because oh. it's about breakfast casserole. We don't want to delay the no, food. You no, know no, what I no. mean? Okay. Morning, Matt. Hey, what's up, buddy? How y'all doing? Good. Doing good. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, Jeff, you sparked my interest. Reason being, I'm going out town fishing for about a week, going over to Lake Panasofsky, which mm-hmm. is between Ocala and Tampa. And you said a breakfast casserole, and that would be ideal. I, you know, you put a pork butt in them, let them sit all day. 
I've heard of putting a breakfast casserole. Is that something you make the night before, plug it in, wake up, eat it, and just go? Yeah, when you wake up, it's ready to go. You don't even have to. You don't even have to heat it because it's it's going to be cooking yeah. all through the night. How, yeah. How, how do you make it? What do you? I mean, do you just okay. put hash browns? Or how do you do it? Yeah, you get the shredded hash browns. You know, the simply potatoes, shredded hash browns in the packs that you can get at the grocery store. You pre-cook the sausage, and then uh, before you go to bed, all you do is. Add eggs, however amount you want. I mean, everybody likes different ratios. Mm-hmm. I like more yeah. egg, less potato. Some people like more potato, less egg. But, uh, you know, a dozen eggs with your hash brown sausage and whatever cheese you want to mix in and then season it up, put it in the crock pot, put it on low and go to bed, wake up in the morning, it's ready to go. Oh, that's awesome. That would be ideal. Yep. Yeah, and the great thing about that is is that you can add whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever you like in a breakfast. Whether it be onions or onions, bell peppers. peppers right, right. You name it. Right. You want to put fruit in there, put fruit in there. I, mean, I wouldn't recommend right. it, but uh, <laughs> if that's what you that like, was, then I right. wouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was just worried, I was just worried about maybe the egg burning for being on that long. That's cool, though. I appreciate it. That, that makes it real easy at 5 in the morning. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is make a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and about, uh, and I will say a, a minimum of a dozen eggs and at least one whole pack of Simply Potatoes. I like one okay. pack of potatoes. Some people like two. Yeah. And the great thing is, is that in the morning, once you wake up, it's ready to go. And then when you're done, turn it off, put the rest in the fridge, warm that up the next mornings that uh, for leftover Super. breakfast. Well, some well, some cool, crockpots to have yeah, a I very, very low setting. You know? right, thank you, Matt. Okay, bye. Yeah, some crockpots have a low setting, and then some of them have a what they call a delayed heat setting, where it it, it comes in, you know, it doesn't doesn't run the whole time. Yeah, intermittently. Have yeah, you, you seen, can program you them. Some yeah. of them you can program right. them. They're fancy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. She does it on low, low and yeah. warm, and then low and, and warm, and does it right before you go to bed. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you don't want it cooking for ten hours. Like if you're a ten hour no, no, sleeper, no, no. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to put it all high and then go to bed and wake up next morning and have like a shingle sitting in there. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. a breakfast shingle. But, it, mm, but it's nice breakfast because... Breakfast shingles. <laughs> oh, boy. Breakfast shingle. It does get that little bit of that crispiness around the edges. Yeah. It, that's it, where that cheese... Really, really nice. Yeah, that's nice. Really nice. But, yeah. uh, anyway. I, I got the weather if we want to... Yeah, let's do a weather and the tides. Yep. Uh, weather brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville, and that's the Bearded Pig. Got two locations, one at the beach, one right there in uh, San Marco, and uh, we'll be there this week. Looking forward to it. I'm going to get my grub on as usual. As usual. Today, and the weather? South, southwest winds 10 to 15, 3 to 4. So what that tells me for today is that you can fish the beach. I mean, if you want to go look for rays, I mean, you know, um, but, but yeah. you got you got you to stick close. Yeah. You know, I don't think you're going to be able to go very far uh, tomorrow. Um I don't like this at all. North winds 10 to 15, becoming northeast in the afternoon. Uh, saying 2 to 3 with dominant 7 seconds. Uh, it's just a that's, a, that's a tough, that's a tough day. Monday is really supposed to back off. Southeast winds 5 to 10, increasing to 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Tuesday, southwest winds 5 to 10, seas 2 to 3. Wednesday, south winds around 10. So, it looks like Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, uh, pretty good forecast. You know, yeah, not bad, yeah, no. not bad at all. I mean, south at ten, you could you could certainly do that. All right, and a tides report brought to you by Angie Subs. 
and uh, was there this week. My uh, a good friend of mine who I've known for many years, uh, his name is Jerry Capone, who was the recruiting coordinator at the University of Virginia. Get out of here. When I went there. Wow. Okay. Was the dude 100? No, he's not 100. <laughs> What's he, he was, doing here? He was young. He's, yeah. He still works for the university, and, and they really uh, an advancement and alumni. And he was in town, and he said, hey, you around? You know, let's go to lunch Tuesday or wow, Wednesday. Wow, you you've stayed in touch with your with your college recruiter yeah he's been there forever wow that's amazing you know out of all the people that were there yeah from when i was a player there jerry might be the only one that's still there still from, there from then well that's a statement isn't it well it's a statement he about him. a hell of a good yeah. job yeah he does a great job yeah, yeah. he does a great that's job i was and thinking i mean you know you always hear Recruiters being hired and fired. And, yeah, really. That's, that's, that's amazing. Well, yeah, must be phenomenal at his job. Jerry was the recruiting uh, coordinator under George Welsh. Mm-hmm. Who, so he recruited my brother and then me and then stayed on in various capacities and now works again for the university in, in, in a different way, but still is involved with the athletic program. Very and, nice. Uh, so right, it's so, great so, to catch so, up. So uh, do, do the tides, and then I have a, a recruiting question for you. But real quick, yeah. so I, t- I told him, yeah. he said, pick the place and right. time. It's, I so, said, Angie's, yeah. Wednesday, 1130. Let's right. go. Yeah. And yeah. We, we could beat the rush. And he wanted to do it a little bit early, too, so we would have time to, to shoot the breeze. So he got the my wife kicked me out, and he literally wolfed that down before I had even finished half of my sub. Guy must oh. have been hungry. And, I, I, yeah. and he goes, that's one of the best subs I've ever had. <laughs> I said, I know. That's why we're here. And we Ed was there, so I uh, got to introduce him to Ed. Anyway, Angie Subs, uh, your best place to get your grub on, and I love that place. My daughter loves that place. Mm. Saturdays are a frequent place to, to go there. So the tides for today at Mayport at 6.17 a.m. was your high tide. That was a 4.13. 12.18 p.m. this afternoon. That's going to be your low tide, and that's going to be a .68. And uh, so along with the tides question, what's the fishing been doing at the jetties, Captain Kurt? It's been good. It's been tough. I fished uh, three days this week, and the wind blew. Yeah. And I tell you what, the sheep's head are still there. They're still biting. But it's so tough to feel a bite of fish like that in I mean, a 20 been, knot wind. That's been the report from everybody, Jeff. I mean, doing, golly. Doing the, the forecast show on, on Thursday evenings, you know, talking to Chip and Leon and Corey. Mm-hmm. And, Chip. I mean, it, Chip. Yeah. And that's me. And, and uh, it's just been a, it's been a, yeah. it's been a tough week, you know. And, and, and I, my question is I, I know the wind's blowing, I, I get that. Um, but generally speaking, the inshore fishing that from from now until the middle of May should be off the charts. Good, should be really good. It yeah. should be. I mean, this is the time of year, you know. And I mean, it's not. It's it's not. It's I not think, that good. I, I, I think we got a it. bunch of factors, though. I mean, they're still dredging in the St. Johns River, right? You know, which is kind of making a mess. Uh, they're dredging, dredging down in. Uh, they're dredging in the Carrier Basin in well, the Navy Base, and in Palm Valley, they've got the dredges south yeah. of Palm yeah. Valley Bridge. That's yeah, not helping anything, right? Um, the border was warm, warmer than it should have been at a time when we typically have cooler water in February. Right. Yeah. I think that had a big effect. The, the black drum 
we believe came in and did, started to do their spawning cycle three or four weeks ahead of time. Now yes, they're still they there. Right. We're still catching them, but you got to really look for them. You know, where, there's some great fish you caught, by the yeah. way. Kirk, you know, we we had pictures up on our Facebook and Instagram page of some of the big catches you had this week on Black Drum and. I mean, giant, giant. That one drum. Craig Smith had day before yesterday was just a monster. Right. How big? I mean, and Craig, Craig's a big guy. I yeah. mean, he's he's a big guy. I, I would say 60 pounds. Yeah, I was, I was thinking 50, 50, 60. 50 plus. You know, Craig's a big, a big yeah. dude, and he's holding the thing, and he's over there laughing, and he's going, he's like, it's the biggest fish I've ever caught. Yeah. And I said, well, in reality, it's the biggest saltwater we fish, fish that we have in the river or the intercoastal waterway systems around here that you can catch inshore like yeah. that. It's except for maybe a tarpon. Except maybe a tarpon. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's a species of fish that really, in, in a lot of ways, is kind of like a dinosaur. Were you well, were you targeting? Yeah, we were. Okay, he wanted to catch them. What were you using? How were you fishing and what were you using for bait? So, typically what you're using, you use a whole blue crab. So, all you're going to do, crab. you put the whole crab on there. You take and cut the legs off, peel the top shell off, and pin that whole hockey puck on there. They will eat that whole thing. And then what I usually do is I try to uh, get the largest live shrimp we can. Yep. And take the largest live shrimp, and I'll put two rods out with a crab, and I'll take those shrimp, those big jumbo shrimp, I hook them through the tail, and then I pinch their heads. Uh huh. Squish them. Yeah. You know, so get that, that scent. Yeah, get that little bit of scent in there. Yeah. And feed those out behind the boat and have four lines out. How, what, what kind of water depth? You're fishing anywhere edge from of the channel? 35 to 45 okay, feet yeah. of water. Yeah, so you're, you're right on the edge deep. of the channel. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing you do for big reds, right? Yeah, yeah. same thing you're doing for bull reds, but you just got to gotta keep looking for them. You know, if you can't find them, yeah. just keep moving around. And then when you find them, you'll know real quick. And they have the strangest bite. I think you and I did yeah, it one they, time. Well, they, they bite like, uh, like I don't want to say... It's kind of a sissy bite. It's like it's a deet 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 deet. It is. All black drum bite that way. Doesn't matter if they're yeah. fifteen inches or fifty pounds. They got no, that no, real no, it, kind it, of it's, it's playing with it bite. Mealy mouth. Yeah, it is. Well, I, Kevin and I right. did it one time, and he right. goes, "How are they going to bite?" And I said, "It is the weirdest thing in the world. You watch the rod tip, and it barely moves." Yeah. I mean, the first fish we had on circle on hooks Thursday, or J hook. J hook. I like okay. a big fat J hook. Okay. And I like the, the I like an owner hook. I want it to be really sharp. And the rod tip bounced one time, and Craig looked at me. He goes, "There's a nibble." He said, "That must have been a croaker." And I said, "That ain't no croaker." Right. And he goes, "You're kidding." I said, "No, watch that rod." And all of a sudden, it just went limp. And he's going, "What's it doing?" I said, "It's running is, at you." Yeah, it picked the bait up. Right. Six ounces of lead, and it's swimming up towards the boat in a two knot current. Yeah. And we're sitting there, and he goes. You think that's a fish? I reached, I reached over, grabbed the rod, and reeled down on it. I kept reeling, 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 reeling. And he goes, oh, he got off. And I go, no, he's not off. And I set the hook. He might be under the boat by now. Yeah, yeah and I handed it to him. And he goes, holy smoke. And then he starts smoking it, 50-pound you yeah. braid on that Saragossa. Yep. 20-minute fight, you know, in that heavy current like that. And it popped up. It hardly fit in the net. And he's like, golly, look at that thing. Yeah, so if crab is number one. Absolutely. Okay, crab is number one. When I'm running the beach this time of year, I, I always have like a half dozen of the biggest shrimp. That's right. That that you know, that if you don't if, if you don't want to mess with the crab, that's what I'm okay. And no, and they're excellent baits. Uh, yeah, I mean they'll they'll eat a big old shrimp. Clams too, right? Cl- they love clams. Yes. Yeah, they love clams. The only thing about yeah. a clam is just hard keeping it on the hook. Right. You know? Yeah, you got to yeah, keep checking that, it. Unless that, you do the the you know if you. 
pull some pantyhose out of your drawer. You could. Or take a hair tie. Right. Take a thin <laughs> ticket. Only Jeff. Yeah. See, I, I said pull some pantyhose out of your drawer. Kirk was like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I know. Like, and I'm, like, I'm like, he does I'm that. I'm shaking my head. Like, I was just going to no, see how, yeah, if he yeah. would go for yeah. it. No, he went for it. <laughs> well, I saw a video, online video recently on YouTube where a guy took a real thin hair tie mm-hmm. and he put the clam on there and he just wrapped it with that little hair tie around, 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 yeah. around, and then popped it onto the hook. That's just and it helped. too much work. It is. It's a lot of yeah. effort. Yeah. But then again, I mean, if you're sitting there soaking baits and you're trying to catch one of those, sometimes you've got to put in the effort. And right. The, and, I get that. You know? Yeah. But uh, it's like you said, uh, when I went in the other day on, on Thursday, uh, I looked at Billy at, at B&M Bait and Tackle. I said, look, brother, I, w- I need three dozen shrimp, small ones. And I need a dozen of the biggest ones you can fish yep. out of that tank. Yep, exactly. I said, I want a dozen of them. I just need 12. And I had 10 or 11 blue crabs. And it's funny, the other day, they didn't they didn't touch the crabs. They didn't want the crabs want on shrimp. Thursday. Wanted those shrimp. Huh. Ate those big old jumbo shrimp, man. Yep. yep. Yeah. But, I, you know, if you're running the beach this time of year, Jeff, and you come across a mud ball, and and it, it really marks up. That's probably drum. I and guarantee it. It's not. It's not. It's it, not. Kind of explain to people what you see when you say mud ball. Yeah. So so there's there's a pogies make a, a mud ball, and then but but black drum redfish yep. make make a mud ball too. So they're down on the bottom. Um, either they're they're fanning or they're they're feeding, but they're they're in a they're they're very small area. And when they're doing that, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll go along, you know, the waters, usually where they're at, it's not like pretty, pretty, but it's, you, you go along and all of a sudden you just see this, it's, it's, it's more it's like somebody mud. threw a bunch of mud in yeah, the water. Yeah, it's like, well, you'll see clear water, yeah. clean water, and all of a sudden around that clean water, you'll see a, a plume it's an island, of sand. It's an island or, of dirty water. Right. Yeah, just dirty water that's yep. just kicked up, and you're kind of looking at it, and you're going, I wonder what caused that. Right, right. So you, Jeff. You look out on the beach and you see a run out, right? And it's exactly. that, 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 that darker water going out. This is even darker than that. That's mm-hmm. how I'm trying to, you know, people are like, oh, there's a mud ball. I'm like, no, that's a run out. You know, uh, but usually, right. usually a mud ball is, is literally, it's, yeah. it's, it's round. And it's away from the yeah. beach a little bit. It well, in yeah. yeah. this time of year, the blue crabs are on the beach. Yeah. I mean, the, the crab traps are all up and down the beach, you know, north and south. And the reason they're out there is because they're, they're harvesting blue crabs. Well, right. that's the reason those drum, both bull reds and the black drum, are down there. Yep. And I don't know if y'all realize it. I mean, the O-Search thing is coming on pretty strong. They're about getting close to uh, some finality with the dock down there at Mayport. And so I went online the other day, and I downloaded the app right, hold for the thought. shark tracker. Hold, hold that thought. Let, let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll delve into the O-Search thing and then also continue the conversation about the big black drum and catching the big redfish off of the beach and the you know, what we're talking about, mud balls and all that kind of stuff, because it's a great fishery to experience if you know what you're doing yeah. and if you know what to look for. And, and, and it can be, it can be uh, very simple if you know what you're looking it really, for. It really yeah. can be. And, yeah. uh, folks, uh, don't forget we are live out at Standard Feed and Seed, 77th anniversary extravaganza going on here today. And they've got all kinds of goodies going on from food and uh, craft beer and chicken poop bingo. They've got the inflatable spacewalk for the kids. So uh, come on out and see us here today at the Standard Feed and Seed, 1236 Kings Road. And you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. 
All right, so so I got a story. You got, got a story? Got, got, got a quick story. Okay. So at the beach with the condo, sometimes you can't get certain insurance to sure. cover there. Absolutely. Oh, okay. oh yeah. So, look, I, I, for years I've had State Farm, mm-hmm. and my agent has been David Bean at State Farm. And State Farm, don't they don't cover at the beach like that. So I had to look no. at a different option. And it's so frustrating Talk. because you can't get a, a person to talk to you. Okay? <laughs> you know that's my beef. I know. Uh, it, I know. Yeah, unbelievable. Because everything else that I have is with David Beam at State Farm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I need something, I call David. David. Yes. And David answers the phone. Oh, and yes, he calls nice. me back. Yes. Okay. And David is like us. Mm-hmm. He's an outdoorsman. Yeah. Okay. I give it. He's born and raised in Jacksonville. Okay. His office you, is like one mile from where he grew up. Do, 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 He's do, ingrained do, in our community. Do you know how many charters Kirk and I would do if we had an answering service? None. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. None. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Look, I, I'm just here to tell you folks that, that David yeah, right. has been incredible for me, and he's been a State Farm agent for 12 years. And if you want to end up getting the best rates and the best service, you got to call David. He's like us. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's cut from the same cloth. And if you want to give him a call, his phone number at the office is 904-379-4156. And the people that work in his office are awesome. So if you want great service and you want a great insurance plan, which State Farm is the best, just give David Beam a call. There you go. Yeah, I might need to call him. I'm having a problem. I'm telling you, he's Aaron Mandel won't call me back with Lassiter, and I'm telling you, man, it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> wow. Man, he's throw that out there. Man. Man. Dude, <laughs> call me back, man. <laughs> Son. That's right. Call I'm me run- back. Call I, me back, brother. I'm running into the same issue with something else, and I just I sit there and I go, why can't I just have David handle yeah. everything I, but State Farm? Hey, I understand, that. I, I understand everybody's busy. I, for one, get it. I know when you and I get busy, Kevin, during the summer, the phone yeah. rings constantly. And it's hard when you come home and you've, you've worked all day and you got five, six, eight, ten voicemails or whatever. But, you know, common courtesy, just call them back. Even if it's yeah. 24 hours later, just call them back and say, hey, you know, working hey, on it. Yeah. Working on yeah. it, dude. Yeah. All right, so getting back to, to <laughs> anyway, our conversation that we had. Going talking about the fishing. Before yeah. the break, we're talking yeah. about – Mud balls and yep. all, off the beach for the black drum and the redfish, and we were talking about how it, it's a it's a pretty easy fishing style. Yes, right. it is. Uh, explain to people the rig and the bait and uh, and what you do. Well, I mean, for for me personally, and we're talking uh, about the, yeah, the, I, I, the big redfish I, 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 and the black drum I, I, I off fish, of the beach. I fish a little different than the Kirk does. Kirk is the best, along with some other guides of of finding fish in the river. Setting up on them, you use a little, you use a, a three-way swivel. A, yep. yep. You know, a lot of times I will. And, and Sometimes I'll use an egg sinker. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And, and and for me, Jeff, I, I'm I'm fishing the inshore wrecks. I'm fishing the beach. Um. So so I, I just use a simple fish finder rig. Carolina rig. Yeah. yeah egg Carolina, sinker yeah, and a swivel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and 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 now I like to use two swivels. Yep. You know, I, I you know swivel to your main line. Exactly. And then, and then about 60, 60 pound monofilament, 
put the weight on there and then tie another swivel. So so the the the, the sinker's the not sinker's sliding not up sliding down the line. All the way up and down yeah. the line, and it's easier to control. It's easier to fish with, um, and, and that's about as simple as it gets. So it, with you know fifty sixty pound leader, and like Kirk said, a big you know five seven aught yep. J hook. It's you know it, it's not rocket science. No, it's not. I mean, it's it, when you find them, it's 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 very easy. Yeah, and, they're, and they're and they're they're eating. They're eating. Yeah. When you see the plumes of sand being kicked up, yeah, their heads are down in there digging around for blue crabs. Right. What they're doing or chasing croakers yep. or whiting on the bottom. Right. And uh, ironically enough, a drum will eat a piece of fish. Well, by the way, I've caught them on pokies. Yeah. Uh, live pokies. Last year you got yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah. Two two years ago, Travis and I got on them and. and uh, yeah, I mean, we, I think we we went like two for six yeah. on live pogies. Yeah, yeah, which so, was which was really strange. And I think <laughs> you know, I think they're they're matching the hatch. They're, trying, they're rooting around in there. They're right. trying to find those crabs or sand fleas or whatever, and that's what's kicking up all that sand and 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 well, think about, off the think bottom. about twenty or thirty fifty pound fish oh. on the bottom. I mean, they can. They can cause a stir. Man. Yeah, oh, they big can. Time. Yeah, big, big time. time. Yeah. And the thing that that we were talking about as we went into the break about O Search coming in. Hold on, before you go to the O Search thing, because I just want to wrap up the rigs. W- w- what kind of hook do you like? About five or seven on. Five or seven on. Five or seven on. I'm doing the oh, same oh, thing. Yeah, same thing, yeah. Kirk. You? And I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. A lot of like Kevin says I'll use a three-way swivel because I'm using having to use more lead mm-hmm. to get down on the river versus on the beach you don't have that there's, current there's no current there's no current so you can use a three ounce egg sinker right. or a two ounce and get it on the bottom where sometimes i got to go six or eight ounces on a bank sinker and you you, you know you've got to have a way yeah. to pin that bank sinker on the bottom right, right. and a three way is the best way to do that with a loop on the end but yeah. th- you know it, it, they're all over the beach and they're there for a reason they're in there feeding on all those yeah. crabs well and uh, you know we've talked to dr quentin white about this before and that food sex food sex and so you got the big reds and the big black drum eating crabs, eating whatever right. on the beach. Okay, well, the food chain doesn't stop at the redfish and the black drum. No. The food chain goes up because there are things that like to eat big redfish and big black drum. And hence, that's why O-Search is moving their research facility here to uh, you know the St. John's River, or one of them, in conjunction with uh, Jacksonville University and Dr. Quentin White. And, you know, I know Dr. White had told us a year or so ago, hey, you ought to put that shark tracker on your phone. Well, I did. Mm -hmm. And so the other day I was thinking, you know, it's that time of the year the black drum are spawning. They come in, the black drum spawn in March, April, and early May. So they'll be here for about 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. And they're still here. Um, I I thought, you know, I was showing you guys during the break. I thought, well, I'll just go check it out. So you you go in and you now you're checking out the O Search app, the O Shark Tracker, and you go to it and it says show your track mm-hmm. of the shark. So you go show the track of the shark, and it shows where they're bouncing. And I mean, in the last couple of weeks, especially in St. Augustine, you've had sharks up on the beach, on the beach. I mean, on the beach, and you go all the way down to Cocoa Beach, Daytona. I mean, they're they're on the beach right there in front of Tomoka State Park. Yeah. I mean, within miles of the beach. I'm talking great white sharks. And the whole reason the great whites are here is they're eating the drum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Food. That's food. their food. Yeah. And, and people don't and realize that. But, end, how many different sharks have uh, been in just, okay, from Daytona to Fernandina? How many sh- white great whites have been on our coast in the last 
month. Was that let's three say. or four? Three or four. There's yeah. one called okay. Dan Cook. Um, so if there's three or four, and, and and reason I bring that up, if there's three or four that are that are tagged, uh-huh. collared, not collared, but have the Ping. the tracking right. yep. devices on them, think of how many that don't have no, exactly. a tracking device that could be in the area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's three of them. One of them, th- this one, Bob. 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 That's Bob. a great Bob, name. Bob, yeah, Bob, Bob is a male. He's <laughs> named after chief scientist Dr. Robert Bob Huter, who was a pioneer in shark science for over 40 years. Bob is 13 feet 4 inches and weighs 1,300 pounds. Golly. That's a submarine. Yeah, that's That's like that giant one we saw. Out yeah, there. that one was 14 foot all day long. Oh, I mean, that's a big animal. Yeah. And that's what they're coming in. They're coming in to eat those doggone I think it's so cool drum. what they're doing. Oh, I think oh, it's awesome. Oh, with search? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I'm excited for them to get here. Yeah. Because I got lots of places I can tell them where to go. Yeah, I would I would love to go out there. Yeah. And do it. And, yeah, spend a day yeah. or Oh, I two would too. And see that. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, obviously, it takes – sometimes it takes weeks yeah, to catch for them to get one. Right. Well, I know the times that I've seen them that they came to Jacksonville – I remember one time they anchored up outside the South Rocks, and they sat there for two or three days. And finally, Seven. after like the second or third day, yeah. somebody told me on the radio, said, hey, they got one. And I'm like, got one what? You know, thinking, yeah. you were looking at this big boat sitting outside the South Rocks in 25 or 30 feet of water, and you're going, wait a minute, they're right here on the beach. What did they get? Yeah, right. And they're like, yeah, they caught a they caught a great white shark. And I'm like, you're kidding. And they're like, no, man, and it's big, like 12, 13 feet. And I'm like, what? And yeah. then you're thinking, Hannah Park's right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big surf spot right there. Yep, absolutely. It's it's February, March, you know. They've it, been here our whole lives. And they've we been here. Oh, yeah, never knew. We didn't know yeah, it. We didn't never know knew. Yeah. Never saw them. Yeah. yeah the, uh, the interesting thing to me is – now that I, I you know live at the beach, spend more time on the beach, and been finding sharks' teeth, you sit there and you think about that, and mm-hmm. and because I can walk the beach, and on some days in an hour I can find a hundred sharks' teeth. Absolutely, that ought to, that ought to get your mind thinking. If you're finding that, right, <laughs> right, and some of them, and you and you find some of them are pitch black. Yeah, so they're petrified, and you right. think about that. If it's petrified for that long a period of time, yeah. So how many hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years, has has the has the sharks been migrating back and forth? You know. Yeah. yeah, and most of them that you find are black, and that's the ones that I find. Right. But there are some that you find that maybe aren't quite as dark, but yeah. they're hard to see. Yeah, kind of like orange. Yeah. You see them orange. Well, some of them are brown. Yeah, you'll feel it's like an ebony color, pale, you know, almost ivory-looking yeah. color. I don't ever find any that are white. No, and maybe that's just because Fresh it drop. doesn't stand out enough. You know, right. it's, it's a you know, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. You're looking out. for a for a black tooth, right? Right. But you're thinking about how how long that they've been doing that, you know, hundreds, thousands of years. Oh, big time. And they're and and we didn't know they were there. What's the coolest thing since you've been there besides the shark's tooth that you found? Uh, well, Tara found a class ring. I remember that. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh. I would say it was that um, – what was that thing that I uh, 
like a Sputnik kind of a thing that washed up on the beach. It was kind of a fishing tractor that somebody. It was put a fishing tractor, basically. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was after the hurricane, Ian. Yeah, yeah. I think the wildest thing I ever saw was uh, when the boys that were working Hannah Park after the last big hurricane, the sheriff's office found that parachute. Yeah. Well, there's plenty, plenty of interesting things that you can find on the beach. And the parachute was from a Canadian uh, fighter pilot that had crashed off the coast of Mayport, and they never found they never found him, never found the plane, and then the hurricane goes through and washed the parachute up on the beach. And they saw the paracord. And how old was it? Since 1954. Isn't that amazing? And when they pulled yeah. it up, you could still read the, the guy's name on the lanyard yeah. of the parachute. It had to get buried and then yeah. eventually get yeah. uncovered. Yeah, it was, probably the, it was the, in incredibly great condition. Yeah, and I don't remember who it was, but it was a friend of a friend um, down on Porpoise Point. Mm-hmm. And which Porpoise Point for right. those that are wondering that's the north side of the inlet of, the inlet of St. Right. Augustine. And, and his kids were jet skiing this and the other, and there was a log float by, and he didn't want to hit the log, so he went out there and grabbed the log, pulled it up on shore, and it had gold balloons in it. And had had gold coins in it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's a true story. Yeah, yeah, it had gold coins in it. Yeah. How was, did how did gold coins get in a well? Log? I mean, if it's a, if it, it, think about a, a, shipwreck. a shipwreck. Okay. Impact, you know, yeah, it, and and they had obviously over the years uh, the gold coins had, had settled had into the bottom, into the and probably the worm worms right. ate holes through the wood, yeah. so the coins slipped down into the wormholes. Right. Yeah, it he, got lodged he, in there. He donated it to a museum in in San Augustine somewhere. Really? Yeah, I'd love to go look at it. Yeah, yeah. that would be cool. Yeah, All right, that, right that, let's that. let's take a break. Yeah, we come back. We've got an LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. And uh, we're also going to talk to Mr. Frank Walmeyer, who uh, is the owner of Standard Feed and Seed, because that's where we're at, 1236 Kings Road in Jacksonville. Come on by. They are having their 77th anniversary extravaganza. And if you'd like to holler at us, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires Inc. supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast, and they handle everything for you so your job site and business can run smoothly without interruption and also help your bottom line. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's gear tip is a little uh, little turkey hunting device. Yes. Yeah, so I was carrying out. It was it was funny, you know. Uh, she loves to turkey hunt, and um, we had a situation uh, last week where she had to hold the gun up for about seven minutes, mm. and it hit me that I had this. It's, it's a knee pad. Yeah, it's a gun rest. Yeah, it, it, and and the the cool thing is, it's not Jeff. It's not for for aiming. You know what I'm saying? Whenever whenever you've got the gun on your shoulder. You, it, it, and you're and you're sitting on the ground, and you have this this, this knee pad on. You just lay the gun in that knee pad, mm-hmm. and 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 you, so you've got your hands on it, but you're not holding the gun up. And then when you are able to take the shot, you it, it, it literally it's two inches, and you can shoot. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's it, it's it's a cheap item. It's thirteen bucks, and it's it, a, it, it's it, an option to have. 
if if you like shooting sticks, then you can use shooting sticks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some people like to be able to shoot off of the knee, and if you like to shoot off of the knee, then this little HS strut knee pad device, which is essentially like it's a shooting bag that sits on your knee, but it's not a shooting bag. It's a foam right. device, and it helps keep the gun centered and supported so you can take a nice steady shot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I took mine. I've got one that I keep because sometimes I'll use a shooting stick, and yep. if it's not convenient to use it, I'll, I'll have that too. I took mine and sprayed it down with a spray starch to okay. make it firmer huh. because... You know, sometimes they're a little too soft. The foam is a little too soft. Okay. So when you lay the gun in it, if your if your gun is is a uh, uh, Kirk breaking out the starch tip. I, I know, yeah. I, man. I, I thought I had one on him here. Now he's he's up in me. I so like it. you're using <laughs> the starch and you're spraying it on that pad. On the pad just firms it up a little bit because sometimes the the, the foam in the pad is a little <laughs> too flexible. Would you ever have thought about that? Never. Never. Me neither. Never. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, I you know, be, be, being in the resort business all those years, you always starched your shirt. I ironed all my clothes. And so when I ironed my clothes, you know, and I thought about it one day. I was out in the woods, and I laid the gun in there, and the foam was a little too rubbery. Yeah. And I, I was should like, spray starch on that. And, and I it, said, you know what? And it works? It works like a champ. Really? And it firmed it up. Yeah, so I sprayed it with the starch and just stiffened it up some. Who knew? You know? So Man, what else it, have you used the starch My for? shirts. <laughs> my dress shirts, you know. Uh, but it's it's it, it, oh, it's it's a cool great gadget tool to have in, in your bag. It's very light. It's small. Well, it's, but what's nice is if, like, for me, if I take people out, well, I'm, you know, a couple years ago, I tried to teach. I was teaching Brad Smith how to turkey hunt, and he'd never done much of it, and so he didn't have a set of shooting sticks, right. and just got me addicted to the shooting stick. So I carried it all the time now. But I had that extra little thing. And he goes, man, I'm having a hard time. And I said, I got just the thing yep. for you. So put this on your knee. You can lay your gun in there. And he's like, oh, wow. Yep. You know? Because if you're, if you're by yourself, you can just you, you leave the gun on your shoulder, put it in there, and you can still run your calls. You still oh, play with your calls. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hand, hands-free. Yep. And that's yeah. your LB Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week. All right, some of the posts that we had up on our Facebook mm-hmm. page this week, uh, we go back to Monday. I was up in Georgia last week. By the week. way, we didn't see any pictures from Steenhatchie for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a reason <laughs> for that. The camera was turned off. <laughs> That's yeah. right. We the had, only picture I saw was Gordon working that griddle, man. Hot at it, man. Had a little arrangement there to make sure that what happens in Steenhatchie stays <laughs> in Steenhatchie. <laughs> but uh, Monday, we put up on our Facebook and Instagram page a recording video of the first light situation in georgia and it was a turkey that was gobbling dude i, I have listened to that thing and listened to it and listened to it, I, I, it, it seriously it's like oh love awesome. the sound yeah love the sound yeah. and it was t- turkey that was gobbling and that i recorded off in the distance and it's just faint you know so yep. if you go back and and check out our facebook and instagram page and just turn the volume way up because mm-hmm. it's very subtle beautiful gobble. morning by beautiful the way. morning yeah it yeah. was an absolutely beautiful morning we also had a picture that, I, or actually a video that I got from Jimbo, and Jimbo is friend of the Outdoor Show, and uh, he lives in our area. Yep. And he has some pets, I guess you could say, that are turkeys that come into his backyard. And you he talking has, about Jimbo Kunky? Yeah, he's and he's got a yeah. a feeder, mm-hmm. and the feeder's not really meant for the turkeys, but the turkeys have kind of come in and. Did you see it? And laid claim to it. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, this turkey, I guess, came in the backyard and 
ate a bunch of birdseed and decides to take a nap. <laughs> Food and, coma. And you know how we are. Yeah. You know, for example, Steen Hatchie last weekend. We had the brunch, mm-hmm. and many people departed at about 1 o'clock or so and had to go take a nap. Absolutely. Well, this turkey, after eating a bunch of seed, decides to take a nap in the backyard because it's safe, it's mm-hmm. secure, there's no predators it's worrying about. And he walks up to this turkey, and he's videoing it as he's approaching this turkey. The turkey never budges. Eventually, I thought it was hilarious. outside the video, he pats the turkey lightly, and it gets up and, and <laughs> it wakes up, and it turns around and looks and goes, oh, my God, there's a human. And it takes off running. But uh, it's a funny video. Thank you, Jimbo, for sending that. Captain Kirk took a picture of the Mayport Ferry. Yeah up on the dry dock getting a little facelift and it's amazing when you look at that ferry out of the water because then you can actually see how big yes that ferry actually is that's yeah. below the water I, line. I, 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 I agree with you when when I saw that picture I was like wow that damn thing's way bigger than what I thought it was yeah I mean huge man it's just crazy how big that thing is sitting up there on the and it you know the thing always amazes me when I go by that shipyard is how they lift those big old monsters out of the water. Yeah. I mean, the destroyers, the ferries, the tugboats. How do they do it? They have a rail system. So they put it in a like a, uh, almost like a, a harness, mm-hmm. like a cradle. Like you'd have, like the cradle you use on your, on your trailer with the bunks. Okay. And these bunk supports, and they just slide the boat up in these little bunk supports. And it's on a rail line, and then they just slowly pull it up. On like, a rail. like on a railroad track. On a railroad track. Okay. And then get it up on the dock. And I'm just always amazed because you got to imagine how heavy those Woo! things are. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. you know. What, what do you think that ferry weighs? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. Yeah, I, 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 I don't either. I don't either. know. 2,000 tons? I mean, it's giant. Yeah. That thing's giant. Yeah, that thing's huge. I mean, you think about these destroyers, and they drive that thing into that dry dock. How, and then they start is that, how old is that? That dry dock? No, the ferry. I don't know. That's I don't know. Thirty, forty years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I mean, they replaced the older one. That was that was such a treat with my parents. I used to love to go across that damn ferry. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, you really got to think about it. There's only two ferries left in the state of Florida. That that one and really? the one that goes down really? to uh, Tampa. That goes down not south of Tampa, but uh, what is it? Anne Marie Island that goes down to the Keys. That's, right. That's the only two ferries in the whole state. So, by ferry, it has to transport vehicles yep. and people. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, yep. that would be the definition of what we're talking about, ferry, because there are ferries yeah. that shuttle people right. yeah. from place to place, but that's not really a true, quote-unquote, ferry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But that is amazing that there's only two. How did you know that? I, didn't I, know that. I researched it one time. You Google it? I Googled it. <laughs> Google everything. <laughs> well, when you think about it, the 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 St. John's Ferry is the last leg of A1A. So when you get through the Mayport Village, following A1A from the beaches all the way across, mm-hmm. that's the only way you can go from Hexer to follow A1A, A1A. around to uh, what is it, uh, Fort George Inlet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into you know, this, what is it, the, the Amelia River and and Nassau Sound? Yep. Nassau. Little River. Talbot. Yeah, yep. that's the last leg of yep. A1A. So if they ever shut it down, that would kind of cut off A1A from the south, you know, yep. south end of the beaches to the barrier island. How so many how many vehicles cross the ferry in a year? Do you think? 
I have no idea, but I mean, I see a, I see a lot of people going across. I mean, it gets packed. I mean, you know, Jeff, you got to remember. I mean, when I was growing up, there was no Danes Point Bridge. Right. Right. That was that, that was the only way to get across. Yeah, unless you had to come all the way Unless you town. went downtown. And that's a long way to go. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. Well, even now, to go across uh, Danes Point and loop around, that throws and, another and, 35 and, minutes into the ride. And, oh, yeah. and, and by the way, you may have to wait two or three times for the ferry to go across and come back go, because you were so far back in line. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was it, 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 it was an adventure. Yeah. You didn't go to be in a hurry to go across the ferry no. in, in, in those days. You right. Know? But it was – it was always cool, man. Those guys, those captains are so good. Do you guys know, do you happen to know what year the ferry started? I have no idea. No, I got no idea either. Uh, I would say I would say in the 40s or the 50s. I, I'll look it I'd up. I'd be curious to know. Yeah. Anyway, if anybody knows, 904-641-1010 or Kirk and Chris can Google it while we're, while we're doing the show. But that is interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's – I mean, that's a long, long way to drive around mm-hmm. if you didn't have that ferry available. And so you think about, did they have the ferry working for horses and carts? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. 1950. 1950. September 15th, 1950, the St. John's River Ferry Service opened to the public. Huh. That's amazing. That, that is, is amazing. Sheesh. How about that? Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't too far off. How many how many big sheep's head have you caught off of the ferry docks, Kirk? A bunch. <laughs> how many uh, flounder have you caught? A bunch. Yeah. And here's the question: You would think that fish wouldn't stay in a dock that had a ferry that was constantly in and out, in and out. In well, and out, I, I in disagree. But st- well, stirred it up. Like you know, like Lester saying, sitting here right in front of me, it stirs off all that stuff off the yeah. bottom, man. It's like food all the time. Yeah, I tell you the funniest thing. It was a, a couple of December's ago. John Rao and Lieutenant Dan and Alan Rao. They they fish with me every Christmas. Have wait, for like fifteen years. You you know Lieutenant Dan? Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. The Lieutenant really? Dan. Yeah, they're from Wisconsin. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> So anyway, these this guys is come not down. The Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. No, not the same no, one. That's okay, they come down every year and they fish with me for three well, days just real for quick, Christmas. Why do they call him Lieutenant Dan? Because he's a lieutenant and his and, name is Dan, so we and, call him Lieutenant Dan. In what branch? I have no idea. Never asked. Never asked. No. So he asked. he was a lieutenant at some point. Doing something. Doing something. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So anyway, <laughs> or he just like we the call Lieutenant Dan. Maybe so. We, we were fishing and during this Christmas holidays. The ferry was being, you know. Uh, uh, worked on? Worked on. Right. They had it up in dry dock. So it, hadn't, it was in dry dock service. And we get to the boat ramp, and it's blowing 25 to 30 knots. Oh, boy. Buddy. And I'm like, guys, yeah, you know, we can pinch it today. We got two more days on the books. What do you all want to do? We want to fish. I'm from Wisconsin. It's freezing cold up there. I'm cutting holes in the ice. I want to go fishing. I said, okay. So yep. we launched the boat, and we try to run out to the rocks. That's done. No way. You know? And I'm running down the river, and all of a sudden I realize I have this epiphany, and I go, hey, there are no boats using the ferry, and the ferry slips open. <laughs> and Dan goes, and, and, and John looks at me. He goes, Get out of the wind. He goes, there would be a great place out of the wind. I go, let's go see. And so we pull up in there. So wait a minute. The ferry wasn't working that day. That's, it's, it was closed. The ferry was in, in service. Okay, I got okay. Up I got in dry dock, so okay. they, there was no ferry. 
So we pulled into the North Ferry Slip, and the wind was blowing out of the northeast, blowing 25, 30, 35. Yeah. I mean, at, at the edge of, right. you know, you shouldn't be out there. Honk, kind of thing. Honking. Honking. Yeah. We pull in there, and we start fishing, and it's like you go into this capsule, and there's no wind. It's like <laughs> tropic. It is. It's like I look at those guys, and I said, this is genius. <laughs> and I dropped the trolling motor, and we hit the hit the anchor button, and I'm looking at the bottom recorder, and it is freaking lit up. Really? I mean, I'm not kidding. And, John, if you're listening, you can call in and concur. But we sat there, and the trout were in there, the, the uh, weak fish, and, and spots. Now, when's the last time you got on a bite of spots? Never. I mean, I never. Just, what do you mean, spot? Spot's spot. like a like a funny looking croaker. It's like a cross between a black drum and a croaker, but it doesn't have any stripes. Okay. And they only get about a pound, pound and a half. Good to eat. Awesome eat. Okay. You know, awesome. you, you you'll you'll see spots a lot in fish markets, um, and, and even in the grocery stores. Okay. Yeah. See, and they got a big old black spot. Got a big old black spot yep. on them. Yep. It's okay. like a croaker with an elongated dorsal spine. By, by the way. Tarpon love them. Yep, tarpon really? love, love them. We okay. use them for chum during yeah. the summertime to catch yeah. tarpon. Yeah, I've seen yeah. them on the shrimp boat stuff. I mean, yeah. guys, so you we, can eat them? I didn't know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. We pull in there, and we sat there for four and a half, five hours. Never left. Hammered them. That's awesome. Hammered them. <laughs> it was epic. And to this day, I've never caught another spot. No, no kidding. Nope. It was unreal. I remember John and I going back to the boat ramp going, we pull up, and people go, did you catch anything? You go, oh, yeah. We caught fish. We Three of us clean fish for an hour and a half. Oh my wow. gosh! I don't. We must Why'd keep, you keep that many. They well, they live in Wisconsin. They don't Taking get any saltwater fish. Right. Absolutely. They wanted to take them back. Sure. Yeah. I said, if y'all help me clean them, I'll clean them. <laughs> Were you on your phone going, "What is the limit on spots? No <laughs> limit on spots. Hundred pounds on weak fish. Yeah. And we hammered them. Wow, that's them. funny. In the ferry slip. Yeah. Wow. And I saw all we did. We go across the river, go into ferry slip, yeah. sat there all day, and then came back. Just <laughs> like that's it. That's trip over. How perfect is that? I mean, uh, John's like that. You didn't use a whole lot of gas. I'm like, nope, nope, not that's, much that's, gas. That, that's, a, that's a beautiful. Thing. That's a that's a great trip. It was a beautiful thing, man. All right, uh, let's take a break, and we will come back. We'll uh, we'll have Mr. Frank Walmeyer from Standard Feed and Seed join us here to tell us about what's going on today. They've got the 77th anniversary extravaganza, all kinds of things going on. So we'll talk to him and and see what kind of deals and specials that they have going on right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Other way. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. We have the the data. On the yes. Mayport Ferry. Okay, the... Courtesy of, of Mr. Jim Bradley. Mr. Jim Bradley gave us some details on it. It only draws seven feet of y- water. Yeah, draft is seven feet. Wow. I would have thought it, it would take Hell, more than thought, that. Yeah, I would have thought at least ten. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At least ten. And uh, it, the, the weight of it, the net weight is like 1.134 million pounds. Yeah. But it will carry... In excess of a million pounds because the gross weight is what? 1,100 tons? Uh, yes, 1,100 tons. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of weight. Yep. yep. It's amazing that it can handle that. Top uh, speed is 11 knots. 11 knots, boy. <laughs> that's pretty fast. I was that's think so, cooking, too. Yeah. man. Cooking. Yeah. Here, here's the thing yeah. that, that is impressive. The prop yes. on that thing is gigantic. 
What do you think? The ask, ho- ask him how big the prop is. Okay. And what do you What do you think the combined horsepower is? Oh, it's got to be three thousand, fifteen hundred. Okay, I figured yeah. like twin yeah. fifteen hundred yeah. horsepower. Right. That that's a lot. Yeah. But the screw, okay, the propeller it's gotta be on that ferry is monstrous. Yes. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to know. Ask, ask him how big the prop okay, is. Okay, we'll, we'll just out of curiosity. Okay. Um, uh, by the way, at uh, coming up at eight forty, we're going to have Mr. Paul Dozier to talk about the conclusion, the wrap up of the Wahoo Shootout, yeah. which was epic. I mean, epic excitement, great finish. You, know, you, you couldn't know, have asked for you know, more. He, you know, he called it last Saturday. He did. He I, on on the outdoor show. He said it ain't over, and I thought, man, they, these guys. They were at like 263, the, the leader was. I'm thinking, you know, they're not going to beat that. And then somebody that did. Out of the water. Somebody did. So we'll talk to yep. him here in a few minutes. Uh, but right now, Mr. Frank Walmeyer, who owns Standard Feed and Sig. Morning, Frank. Morning, Jeff. You can call me Frank. I, hey, I got it. I got to say. Um, Really wasn't expecting the Lazy Boy chairs and the pumpkin spice <laughs> yeah. coffee Frank, creamer. Frank, Frank yeah. you have no yeah. idea what you've done. Uh, that's right. <laughs> and you have set a standard now yeah. for yeah. all outdoor show remote. Yeah. Well, I just was following the list I was given. So, I mean, I don't think the Eagles last week required this much stuff. You but, got uh, suckered. Yeah. No. <laughs> no you, you, you definitely did. This is great, though. No, we got breakfast coming. Uh, all right. We got our um, – Made from scratch sausage biscuit gravy and no uh, kidding. Yeah, scrambled oh, eggs. Who, who uh, who's the chef on that? Moi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. really? Wow. wow. Yeah, multi talent. Wow. I got okay. I, I got more than one recipe up my sleeve. Okay. All right. Well, your your uh, cracked cheese recipe is pretty good. Well, thank I, you. I yes. Say. Yeah, we'll break some of that out in a little bit. Right. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to taint the palate before we had. The, no, no, no. <laughs> we can't do that. We we have to work in stages. Yes, exactly. Right. And that uh, we we like to operate where we get breakfast, and then after that, then we go to the snack. Go to the cracked yeah. cheese. And yeah. The, yeah. So uh, 77 years this place has been in business. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? That's amazing. Yeah. And how many years now have you owned it? Uh, a little over five. Five years. Yeah. So was it? Did it have the same ownership for the first 72 years? So it had the same ownership from April 1st to 46 until 1990, and then a guy named Rob Davis bought it, and then Rob sold it to me January 1 of 2018. Wow. So yeah, for, three owners for, some, for 77 years to only have three owners is pretty. That's impressive. Pretty cool. So. What going on today to celebrate 77 years here? Oh, we're, we're, it's our anniversary extravaganza. Extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nice. going to be a blast. So we've got uh, chicken poop bingo at 2 and at 3. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, free Azar sausage and hot dogs from 1 to 4. I'll take, I'll take two bingo. squares. All right. I'll take uh, whatever two squares you pick and what me. else. Yeah, 56 and uh, 88. All right. It only goes up to 64. Uh, but uh, I'll give you 88. <laughs> see. Uh, I'll gladly honor that request. How about uh, how about number four? 56 and four. Good one. Yep. yep. I, like I like four. It. Sounds like a lucky number to me. Sounds good. So uh, you got the you got the grub going on this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Azar sausage. Azar is a great. So I can uh, come back and eat for free and drink. Yes. You know, case of beer. Yes. Well, case of beer. If you if. <laughs> Sure, as long as sure. you promise to Uber. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> now that's cool that you got uh, you got a couple breweries coming out here with some beer. Yeah, so um, we're the area that we're in is called the Rail Yard District. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's actually three breweries in this area, um, and we've got two of them represented today: uh, Myrtle Avenue Brewing 
and Tabula Rasa. So Myrtle Avenue is going to have what they call Das Guten Beer, which is German for the good beer. And uh, it's a light Dortmunder-style beer, uh, but very flavorful. Mm -hmm. uh, and then from Tabula Rasa, we're going to have their Pristine Citrine, which is sort of a session IPA. So it's a lower oak, lower alcohol IPA, all the flavor, just not quite as much nice. kick. It, it, yeah. And, and, and by the way, does this look familiar to you? Martin Coffee Company. Uh-huh. Yeah, so so I called my buddy Ben after I got the request for Himalayan coffee. Uh -huh. And I said, Ben, where do I get Himalayan coffee? He's like, you idiot. There's no such thing as coffee from Himalaya. There's no coffee-growing region in the Himalayans. So so, so he said, but I'll come Because that was, that was a part of my outrageous request yes, for yeah, the Himalayan, remote, yeah. Himalayan him coffee. Himalayan yeah. coffee. So well, I was like, well, just can you put a label on one of your bags that says Himalayan coffee? He's like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like, so, so Ben supplies all of our coffee for the Christmas show. Oh, okay. So, so I go downtown, and and uh, it, it, by the way, if you it, if you've never been there, they have a little in a, a shop. Yeah. And and then they they literally go in the back and show you how they're making the coffee and the grinding the beans. I think this grinder's giant. I mean, it's giant. It's, wow. It's so it, it's actually pretty damn cool. That's and neat. It, and obviously, it smells very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now yep. they've got this new tasting room with these like yep. twenty thousand dollar coffee machines. Yes, it's seriously, like, it's crazy. High but end stuff there. Yeah, now. third generation Himalayan. family business. So, but yeah, no Himalayan coffee. Very, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you would be sitting there going, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Yeah, I did the research, and apparently, it's not quite available yet. You know. Uh, You've got an amazing business here that uh, that covers a wide range of products. That uh, from there's not many people that have in today's day and age. It seems like that understand what an old school feed and seed store was right. in a community. Mm -hmm. Right. But I mean, you guys obviously have that covered and more to so, give people an idea of what you carry. Well, so first of all, you know, thank you for all the kind words about the store because it's uh, you know, the first time I walked in here when I was looking at it, I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. But the thing that I think sets us apart is the team here. Um, I, I'm blessed to have just an amazing, amazing team. They're uh, very, uh, very knowledgeable. Yeah, and a massage therapist, yeah. yeah. That's, Got that's a massage good. therapist on staff. Yeah. yeah. A bartender. That's what, she, <laughs> yeah. that's what she said. That's what she said. She will be pouring the craft beer uh, uh, starting at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Good deal. So, but um, very knowledgeable, but also very friendly, very down to earth. So, I mean, it starts with that customer interaction. So, but then we do have some really good quality products that people are coming to look for. We've got the, you know, our biggest seller is the dog foods. We do literally tons and tons a week of dog food yeah chicken foods another you know probably our next biggest thing um and we, you got chickens too chickens we have yeah, chickens right, right now which for when, this right now this time of year that's pretty unusual when you, so. when, Why? you when you bought this store oh sorry well because because of the price of eggs yeah everybody wants laying chickens okay everybody so, so it's yeah it's been really it's hard, hard to find chickens and you've got them yeah, so what we do is we start in the fall. Ashley will order all the chickens in the fall for the entire year, you know, based on, you know, what we know that we can sell. And, I mean, we'll be selling you know, a week's worth of chickens in a couple of hours. So for us to have chickens right now is highly unusual. Huh. You know, we were able to get some extra chickens. So, um, <laughs> it, but, but, but I've called recently and said, hey, you know, 
We're selling them pretty quickly. Can you send me some more? They're like, sure. What time in July do you want them? Wow. Wow. I'm like a chicken. Yeah, yeah. Chicken. Yeah. All right. So I got a question for you. So, when you when you bought this store, did yes. you know what Chufa was? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what Chufa was. Okay. And one of the first things Rob did was um, he walked me over to a bag of Chufa and uh-huh. he pulled out a nut and he said, "Here, try this." And they're they're actually really tasty. Right. Yeah. Okay. They really are tasty. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, we actually got an uh, interesting question, uh, Robbie Simmons, uh, via Facebook, which, uh, folks, you can always ask us a question on Facebook. And Robbie had the question, can you buy seed by the pound Yes, here at Standard Feed and Seed? Depending on what it is, but mo- most everything we sell by the pound. Yeah. There's a few things that we don't, but most everything we do sell by the pound. But I, I, when I walked over there, you have these trash cans over here, and I'm assuming those are by all, all by the pound. Yep. And then so you scoop it out, weigh it on the little scale, and then put it in your bag. Yep. And so you can actually make a custom bag of seed for a food plot. Oh, yeah. Oh, we had a guy came in here, I guess it was Thursday. He had like eight different seeds. He had six pounds of this and four pounds of this and eight pounds of that and you know, three pounds of this. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, that's we, awesome. we've got some of our own custom blends that we've made over the years. But, yeah, people come in here, and they do it now. They're doing it for chickens, too. They're wanting, you know, this grain and that grain and this and that. And so, yeah. What's the most off-the-wall thing that you have in here for sale? Besides, I mean, roosters. <sighs> I mean, I, I guess uh, did Darth Vader get sold? Yeah, Darth Vader got what, sold. What, what did Darth Vader get? Darth Vader got 1000 bucks. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For so, a chicken. For my rooster. Somebody paid 1000 bucks for my rooster. Everything's yeah. for sale. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was a he's an AM Samani. So he was black head to toe, mm-hmm. eyes, beak, waddle, talons, meat, everything. organs, everything. Wow. Everything head to toe black. Cool, huh. cool looking chicken. How long did you have him? Maybe about six or eight months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was thinking years. What kind of a profit did you turn on that one, Frank? <laughs> 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 That's proprietary information That's there. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. yeah, we may have done all right on that one. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. We may have done all right on that one. <laughs> did, did you, by chance, maybe try to breed? Darth Vader? No, but that's what the person was buying him was going to be doing. And, and we had people come in here and say, hey, I've got a hen that's going to be ready, and, you know, we'd love to, you know, get them together. And I'm like, yeah, sure. But then that would be kind of an odd conversation. How do you go about that? Hey, uh, yeah, I've uh, noticed that you've got a very attractive rooster there, and, uh, and I have a noticing. very attractive hen. Uh, what, do, what do you think we can do about getting the two of them together? That's basically how the conversation goes, yeah. Dark yeah. Vader's like, I'm yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, 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 I'll do it for free. Darth yeah. Vader is probably going, I really don't miss Frank anymore. Oh, I doubt he does. Uh, I, I, he, he's he's much happier yeah. where he is he's now. He's not like That's that great. bastard yeah. sold me. Yeah. <laughs> do you got any specials going on today for the, uh, for the 77th extravaganza? Not really any specials, but, you know, we what we do um, – for our events that's really cool, I think, is um, we tie it in with a charity. Um, so in February, we worked with the Urban League. I'm on the board, uh, uh, the foundation board at the Urban League. So um, we tied it in with the Urban League, and we did a fundraiser for them. They're trying to build across the street a um, veterans and community engagement center. So cool. we, we would love to see that happen. Uh, Dr. Danford over there is, you know, uh, 
an amazing man here in town, uh, great visionary, and um, he's working hard to make that happen. And so hopefully that'll happen. Um, last month was our yappy hour with um, Canine Companions, and so this month uh, we're supporting um, Tristan's Academy. So Tristan's Academy was started by um, Arlene uh, Cameron Lloyd. She's a STEM teacher over at R.L. Brown Academy. And so she's working with these kids to teach them, you know, like real life science. She's, she's bringing science to life. Right. She's got this amazing, amazing garden. I mean, it, it runs basically almost the length of the store. Which wow. is about um, uh, 60, 70 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, so, and they've got all kinds of stuff over there. So I was just over there um, last week. It, it, and to see the kids, and they get so excited telling you about what they're growing. and, and uh, That's cool. Yeah, and then we had a conversation about yep. peppers and the Scoville scale. And so, you know, it's like real-life learning. So. Scoville scale? Scoville scale. What is that? So the Scoville scale is how hot peppers are. Oh. So all the way from your green bell pepper, which is a zero, to, I mean, you get into stuff that's like three million. How did we not know that? I had no idea. Really? Me neither. Okay. I had no idea. I've learned something. Kurt, did you know that? You can, know? Can, can you spell that? S-C-O-V-I-L-L-E. V-I-L-L-E. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Scoville scale. Scoville scale. Scoville scale. So I'm going to pull that out at some time. I'm Absolutely. Be somewhere, and I yeah. say, boy, that right there on the Scoville <laughs> the scale is about a five. Really high. <laughs> yeah. What, and that, where does it go? What, what's the highest number on a Scoville I, scale? Uh, and lowest? I think it's, I want to say three million or something oh like that. Oh, my gosh. It goes, it goes way, we need, we need way up there. Yeah. I mean, the, the stuff that we eat is so far down that scale. Um but anyway, so we had this cool conversation about it, and then I actually I bought them a, a poster of the scale so mm -hmm. they could put it in the classroom. And, um, Very cool. Yeah, but the kids are. <laughs> is that the? Is that the Scoville scale, Kirk? Yeah. That Kirk just pulled up the Scoville scale. Oh yeah, yeah one million. Wow. Yeah. One million is the top. One million up there. Okay, one it's million up there. Is up there so. I think it may even go higher than a million. All right, well, thanks for having us yes. here today. No, this has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you all very much. And uh, breakfast is just about ready. Yep. And oh. and so, folks, if uh, if you need dog food, cat food, chicken rabbit food, food, horse food, chicken food, plants, food, plant food, plants, seeds, everything. Yep. Basically, the, the easiest way to describe us is we're a pet store and a garden center. All right, 1236 Kings Road. Right in the uh, historic rail, rail yard district. Rail yard district. Rail yard district. For 77 years we've been doing it in the yard. 77 nice. years, standard feed and seed. All right, thank you, Frank. And Thanks, uh, let's thank take a break gentlemen. here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mr. Paul Dozier of the Wahoo Shootout, which had an epic finish this past week. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. We are at Standard Feed and Seed, 1236 Kings Road. They've got their 77th anniversary extravaganza going on today, so come it's on good out. Stuff. Do a little shopping. And, uh, but right now we're going to go to the phone lines because the Wahoo Shootout had what might be its best ending ever. Yeah, epic. And we're going to bring uh, Mr. Paul Dozier who is the uh, the tournament honcho on the show right now to talk about it. Morning, Paul. 
Good morning, guys. How we doing? Good morning, buddy. So, so yeah, we were. We, it, it, we, we, oh, I'm just. I don't mean to cut you off, but we were talking last Saturday, and you had mentioned to me and Captain Ricky Purpore that it ain't over till it's over. And on, I mean, I, my phone was blowing up on Monday and Tuesday. You know, man, have, have you seen this? And I and I didn't have a clue. I, I honestly didn't. I didn't have a clue what was going on. But then when I talked to you and and listening to the story, uh, pretty amazing day those boys had. Absolutely crazy. Um, you know, there were there were four fish over 100 pounds caught in the last four days of the tournament, and and we used to have a 100-pound bounty for the first fish over 100 pounds. That thing rolled for like three or four years in a row before we paid it out. <laughs> so 100-pound wahoo is very rare. We had five this year in the tournament. Wow. And uh, Jeff Stam caught one the day after the tournament that was 106 pounds. Yep. Um, so, Golly. So, uh, yeah, it, it was it was unbelievable fishing. Uh, just just crazy. If we learned one thing last year, um, the winner Bill Navarra and crew uh, posted their weight of two sixty five uh, on the first weekend. Yeah, and half the field quit. Just said, right. "Hey, I can't compete with that. I can't compete with that. I can't compete with that." Well, you know, I. I, th- I told you guys last week it wasn't over. I thought it was. I thought the fat lady was warming up. But who would right. have ever thought that got somebody would go catch a one twenty nine and a ninety six on the same day? I mean, uh, unbelievable! It's, Un- unbelievable! Truly, it, it's unbelievable. Unheard, unheard of. And and to give people an idea, of, Paul, your tournament, the Wahoo Shootout. How how wide is the window? How many total days does the tournament last for? Because all of the anglers can pick. How many days? Three days, correct? Three days. Uh, the tournament's 50 days. The tournament's so it's seven 50 weeks. days. Yeah, seven, seven weeks in a day. It'll start, it generally starts the first week of February and the first Saturday of February and ends the last Sunday in March. It's funny you ask because Lauren and I were actually looking at dates for 2024 this morning. And um, the last Saturday in March this year, next year, ends on Easter Sunday. So we're going to start the. Uh, the first Friday in February and end on Saturday, so we're not going to fish on Easter Sunday next. No, week. So, you can't do that. Uh, yeah, we'll wait fish Easter Easter morning and and uh, then we'll all go be with our families. But yeah, that's what it is. It's fifty days. Each boat, boat can choose three days to fish and weigh two fish a day. And the heaviest three fish aggregate is the winner. So uh, it, it's just uh, it, truly. When we talk about world class, you know, we use that a little bit lightly. I have yeah. never, I don't care anywhere in the world. I, I, if you had a tournament in San Salvador, if you had a tournament in Cat Island, if you had a tournament, a Wahoo tournament, a three fish aggregate, no way. Bring it on. You know, that's, that's what I'd say. We, we have amazing fishing. They, they've mimicked a tournament like ours in Texas and around the oil rigs. And we we smoke them every year. They catch some nice fish, but we we've got bigger we've got bigger and better wahoo here. Than they, they, you know, they they have a lot of fish in the Gulf of Mexico. We know, but consistent size fish here, I'd put it up against anywhere in the world. Well, and so uh, the window for the tournament this year. When was the start date officially for the for the tournament this year? February fourth, I believe, till March twenty sixth was the last day. 
Okay. And the, the, so the winners fish the last day and weigh the fish on the, the last weigh-in of the tournament on the last. Wow. Day. Okay. So the last day of the tournament in a fifty-day window was March twenty-six, and the winner, okay, which was Stuart Witt, mm-hmm. Captain Stuart Witt, the last day of the tournament rolls up to the dock with a one twenty-nine point two six. Wow. And a 96.16. That's just crazy. That's a live torpedo. How about that? That's a live torpedo. That's that's incredible. No, it's it's stunning. And and by the way, he he had nine fish. Total. He had nine fish that day, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think it's uh, worth noting the the, the big secrets out, you know, that some of these fish are being caught on live bait. Uh, quite a <laughs> few cool. of these bigger fish are being, and people act like are stunned about that. Um, but if you think about any kind of fishing you do, whether it's king mackerel, whether it's trout fishing, whether it's red fishing, whether it's bass fishing, a live shiner is going to work better than the spinner bait, right? Yep. It's just yep. Oh, all is. day, it's, all day long. It's just the way it is. Now, what's going to happen here is what's happened. This is, these aren't the first guys that have ever tried live bait for washes. I can assure you of that. Uh, Captain Frank Strickland back in the day, Captain Lee Way, uh, Captain Drew Lewis uh, even was live baiting a few years ago. They just happened to find some bait, a school of bait, where there's a school of 100-pound wahoo, 80, 90, 100-pound wahoo. And, <laughs> and it's uh, the advantage to high-speed trolling is you cover so much ground. You know, I'm a traditionalist, a bait fisherman, used ballyhoo, mullet, mackerel all the time growing up. That's what we fished with. And we, the, the high speeders became more uh, consistent and, and had were a little bit more successful because they could cover, you know, double or three times the ground that I was covering. Well, if you're live baiting, you, you're not covering any ground. So you better hope you land on the fish. So I would imagine what's going to happen is the guys are going to high speed until they find what they're looking for and then try to switch gears to the live bait. And I think when, that's what a lot of these guys have done. But this this uh, thought that, oh, oh we're going to catch 300-pound uh, aggregates is, is ridiculous because it's just the perfect storm, the right, fit, the right school of fish move through on the right days with the right conditions and I just don't think it. I, I don't. I don't think we'll ever see anything like like. So, so Paul, let me let, let me ask you this: average mm-hmm. average size of the boat that fishes in your tournament, thirty five, thirty two? Nah, probably less than that. Probably like thirty two. I'd say along those lines. Wow. I think live bait fishing changes that. I think there's a lot of guys that are like, hell, I'd go to twenty one bottom. And, and yeah, live bait. There's no question. You, 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 right? There's no question. There's no question. Not to mention a lot of people just don't like the high speed. No, so I don't like it. I didn't, I, I, I didn't like it at all. I mean, I, I did it one time with Chris Stevens, and it was I, – I didn't enjoy it, you know? Now, you, yeah, you, you can't argue you tell, with the – yeah. You tell me that I could go out there and jig up Blue Runners and, and put one of them – put two of them out, one – medium one long and i watch a hundred pound wahoo wow. come up and eat that wow wow now we're talking yeah that, yeah, yeah that, I, if, if you're a fisherman and you don't think that that's fun and you that doesn't <laughs> make the hair on your arm stand up Woo! you just need to it's over i mean that, that, that's got to be that's got to be the uh, the pinnacle but you know the bait has to be there i mean winter time traditionally isn't like oh man let's go to nine mile and dig up four dozen sardines and go out there and go you know 
it, you know, yeah. it, it, everything yeah. lined up. It was a warm winter. It was a mild winter, and the bait showed up. I mean, I thought it was over, guys. Let, let, let's be clear. Before Thursday, Frank Vining uh, and Mickey Gressinger led the tournament, you know, yeah. 10 days ago, and I thought they had a 95% chance of winning this thing, and they finished fifth. So <laughs> I know. I was, with, I'll be honest with you. Whoa. I, I I was at the dock cleaning fish a week ago, and Frank walked up and threw two wahoo on the table like it was no big deal. And I'm thinking these are 60 plus pound fish, and he's filleting them. And he goes, "Yeah, uh, this is what we got." And I'm thinking, "Oh, you guys won." You know, I mean, we're talking winning fish. He goes, "Oh, we the ones we weighed were bigger than these." Oh, yeah. And I'm like, "What?" So, well, and Paul, the the amazing thing is that Stuart Witt, who won the tournament. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the largest fish ever ever caught was caught on the last day. So this is a tournament record single fish at 129.26, correct? Yeah, I believe that's the biggest wahoo I've ever heard of in northeast Florida ever caught. Ever. Um, wow. Don Combs had the Northeast Florida Marlin Association tournament record. It was caught in the 80s of a 125 was the biggest wahoo. There are some wise tales of somebody catching a 127-pounder and weighing it on a, a bathroom scale and all that. But this fish is weighed on a certified scale. I mean, that's a, that's a true weight, 129. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's a monster wow. lot. And just out of curiosity, let's Kirk, do me a favor and search what the state record is for a Wahoo, just out of curiosity. Because that 129.26, I mean, is a tournament record. And then, Paul, the total weight on those three fish – Combined to weigh three hundred eighteen point five four pounds, that is a tournament record as well. Oh, correct? By over fifty pounds, yes. Wow. Yeah, the state record is one hundred thirty nine point five six pounds. It was caught in nineteen sixty. Wow. Yeah, we looked. Yeah. We, yeah, I, I, I thought that there was a potential of breaking the tournament state record, and I still, obviously, now really think there is. The issue is we were going to have a we, – we, we considered having a, a uh, prize, uh, tried to buy an insurance policy. If you break the Florida State record for Wahoo that was set in 1960, you win a big prize, 100 grand, whatever. Right. The issue is you can't get an insurance policy because it has to be caught IGFA legal legally, right. and a high-speed hmm. trolling isn't IGFA legal, and treble hooks aren't IGFA legal, so if we're going to fit this way. So, in theory, I'm not going to put a prize out there that you can't win. Like, you know, okay, right, you show yeah. up with a 145-pound Wahoo, and I say, oh, we won the 100 grand. Well, actually, you caught that thing on the treble hook, so you're out. So right. I'm, yeah. I'm, we're not, we're not going to set people up for failure and, and tease them with something that's not obtainable. So, um, yeah. I, I just – but I, it would not surprise me at all, guys. If there's a 129-pounder out there and all those 100-pounders, why is there a 150-pounder laying there? Absolutely. There's, yeah, sure. There, there, there certainly could be. Yeah, I mean, con- congratulations to you on a great tournament. Uh, congratulations to Stuart Witt, the winner. Uh, Mike Bell and his team were in second place. Zach Wilson and his team in third place. Ryan Worthington in fourth place. Frank Vining in fifth place. Awesome. I mean, wh- I mean the numbers. I mean, yep. the the one at the top, which was obviously Stuart Witt at three eighteen, and then the second place was at two forty eight. That's incredible. That's stupid. Yeah. Those are stupid weights. <laughs> yeah, they are stupid weights. <laughs> I mean, really, average over hundred pounds. 
the second place went to the largest fish, which was the second largest fish because you can't win but one. But the, the true second place ag, ag, uh, aggregate was uh, bigger and better with 261. If you yeah, look, that the third place Zach would be Wilson, the second right. place. Yep, yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because the second place fish was 113.12 pounds. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And Dude, that was you throw on, 113. That was on the last day as well. You could, you throw a 113 pounder up there. You, we got this, guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's like throwing a 50 pound kingfish up there. And somebody comes in with a 65. Yeah, that's probably that's more crazy. like throwing a 60 pound kingfish up there. <laughs> yeah. So that, that would be our luck, Kevin. So yes, the, it would. The winner. What did they win? They won a yellowfin boat, a 21-foot yellowfin bay boat with the Yamaha Outboard and Ameritrail trailer valued at over 105 grand, And they won $118,000 in the Calcutta. Plus, they won the Zack Attack lure uh, winner because they caught their, their largest, their 96-pounder was caught on a Zack Attack lure, which had a $5,000 prize. The largest fish caught on a Zack Attack lure. They won about two hundred twenty-five grand. Wow. That's a good day. That's a great day. Yeah, not make bad a smile for, for a not while. Not bad for a little tournament in, in Northeast Florida. <laughs> a Calcutta of yeah. one eighteen. Yep. Check that box. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Yep, that is amazing. Awesome yeah, tournament, yeah. Paul. Well, awesome. congratulations, Paul. I mean, great tournament. Uh, exciting finish. And I would encourage everybody to to follow Wahoo Shootout on Instagram. And, and not, not only that, we got the old school coming up first weekend of June. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we June, we got to start the 10th. June the tenth. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, hey Paul, you you got uh, you got time to spend a few more minutes with us after we take a break. Sure. All right. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk to Paul about the Kingfish Shootout. Yep which is coming up uh, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. That, that's Kirk snoring. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, my God. Pop the lazy boy on this. Ooh. Kick the feet up. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. And, uh, I'll take the massage now. Thank you very much. You know. <laughs> and we'll welcome back Mr. Paul Dozier to our show. Uh, Paul, uh, Captain Kirk is up. Uh, Got a belly full of food now, and he—he, he, I don't know if he's going to be worth a darn here. Listen, we got to—we got to go inside the business here real quick because during the commercial break, I get to hear you clowns. Sound like pigs to well, me. You, you know, chuckleheads. All I hear is the shoveling of food well, into, I mean, into your into we, your gizzards, and then how, this awful chewing, snorting. I, I don't know what how, that was. How long? How long is that break? Uh, four minutes. Four minutes. Well, there was some food that got eaten in four minutes. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, I'd Frank. Say, I gotta say, Frank. Hey, Frank did a you great. You know your way around a kitchen, job. brother. Homemade biscuits and gravy, sausage yep. by Azars. That was tremendous. Oh, yep. Good sausage. Scrambled eggs. It was tremendous. some of the worst like a, audio I've ever heard in my life. It was. I'm sorry, Chris, yeah. but uh, get ready for it because I'm halfway through, and the next break you're going to hear the same thing. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so Mr. Paul Dozier joining us again, just coming off of one heck of a uh, tournament, the Wahoo Shootout had a dramatic finish and and Paul I'm sure that uh, you got a ton of uh, great response and and play out of this and uh, the, the the celebration at the end of the tournament tell us about that and when it happened and where it was and how it went yeah it was uh, Thursday night uh, at the St. Augustine Fish and Oyster House in St. Augustine and uh, we did a lucky ticket drawing like we did for old school last year and 
Mimic was nice enough to sponsor that and brought a good crowd. It was the old, uh, you got to be there to win. So we probably had about three or 400 people down there. And Curtis Lang was lucky enough to get his name pulled out of the hat. One, one 10 grand from Nemnick. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, wow. Just, uh, I, I, they caught some fish. I'm not sure. I don't think they caught any great big giants, but, uh, that's what it's designed to do to let everybody have a chance. Even if they, uh, don't, don't get lucky and catch the big one this year, they can still have a chance to win a, win a heck of a prize. So, uh, Curtis was lucky enough to do that. And, the winners were celebrated, and it was a beautiful evening. It was, it was just, it, it was per, it was, a, it was a fitting wrap up for the tournament. Yeah. So, Paul, have you ever found any weights in fish? <laughs> uh, I never have, but I, I will tell you this: we did. Uh, uh, Stuart Witt took a polygraph Thursday morning, and really? a new question was on the polygraph that will be put on the polygraph from now on, and that is: was there any? Did did you do anything to alter the weight of your fish? And that will be on the polygraph for old school and uh, Wahoo forever. I think those guys changed changed the way we think of things. But uh, I don't Absolutely. think I don't think I don't I don't think we have a problem with that here. But uh, we we certainly uh, you know we're we're not we're not uh, we're we're not going to just turn our head to it. Why not put it on the question? Well, and I, I think that's a that's a good thing. I mean, when you're talking about two hundred plus thousand yeah, dollars right. in prize money, Paul, you know that money does bad things to to people, and that's just a reality. And and what we were talking about about this weights and fish, or we, the tournament that was back in the uh, Midwest on the Great Lake area. Yep. Uh, there was some news this week uh, out of Cleveland, and the two men that were accused of cheating in the walleye fisherman tournament that was on Lake Erie, they pled guilty. On Monday, uh, Jacob Runyon uh, and Chase Kaminsky, they were each indicted in October on felony charges of cheating, attempted grand theft, and possessing criminal tools, and a misdemeanor count of illegal animal ownership and initially pleaded not guilty. But on Monday, they each pled guilty to a felony count of cheating and a misdemeanor animal ownership violation. The boat and trailer that they used was forfeited. The remaining charges were dismissed. So the sentencing is going to happen on May 11th, and so there will be more news as we get into May. But, Paul, I'm glad you brought that up just because, I mean, you look, you got to keep people honest. Right. And uh, we don't want to think anything bad about anybody, but uh, I'm glad that you you went through with the lie detector test just because that sends the message that, look, in the future, you're going to have the lie detector right. test, and that right there, that the fact that you did it, will discourage any possibility in the future. Well, we've always done it, Jeff, from, from year one to now. Um, you know, that's one of the one of the things on a 50-day tournament, everybody says, you know, uh, well, what about this? What about that? Well, they're, they're, it's hard for people. It's going to be hard for people to cheat. A cheater, a cheater can find a way to cheat is the way I see yep. it. I don't care if you're in a 50-day tournament or a one-day tournament. But right. with us having yeah. to have a, you have to take a picture on the water with your fish with the boat number, and the, the time and dates on there. You know, so when yeah. you, when you take a picture with your phone and you text it to me, I can put tap the picture and it'll say that picture was taken at one eighteen p.m. on March twenty sixth or whatever it was. You know, so it's hard for them to cheat. Now, that walleye thing was interesting. These are like these are like a trout tournament. These are three to five pound fish, and they're weighing yep. three pound fish to weigh six. I mean, uh, 
I'm sorry. I, I think if any of us, anybody that's in, you know, you see all these fish, well, there's a three-pounder, there's a three-pounder, there's a three-pounder. Oh, well, there's another three. Oh, that one weighs five? Well, that's a little weird. And, uh, you know, I think that the maybe the tournament director might have a little more responsibility in that. That, that I mean, I think at some point you got to – and apparently there was a lot of, of chatter about that, those guys. You know, they won everything. And who right. knows how much they how much who knows how much they stole from the fishermen, which is really unfortunate. I thought that when I watched some of the proceedings of the the trial, that to me they never made a statement. They just when they they said how do you plead, and they just said we plead guilty. And I think what was it a third degree misdemeanor? And I'd never felt like I don't know like there was any sense of humility there. You know what? No, I, I get it. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. Jeff. No, I mean, no, it was I, like. You know, hey, I want to make a statement. I'm really sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, these it, guys are done though in the fishing yeah, community. I, 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 that's I get the that. worst. That's going to be the worst it, thing. It, it, that, that is the worst thing that that, that happened to them because I, in, in our community, Paul, I thought they got off light. You know, but it's like Jeff said, they've they've, you know, they've they they're embarrassed. They'll never be able to fish a, a tournament. Well, and again. they are they are they pled guilty to a felony charge, right. and a misdemeanor. And so uh, that's going on their record, and that's just the way it is. Yep. So, well, anyway. Uh, but, you uh, know, I don't know if you guys saw the video, but I'm, I don't know if they would have gotten out of the uh, old school no. parking lot. Uh, no. I don't know if they would have made it out of there. If that no way. In our uh, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. But that's neither here nor there. I, I, I think that that's, that's uh, just unfortunate for the whole sport, and I knew it was going to bring a black eye. But like I said, we polygraphed these people in every one of my tournaments for 12 years. Some of my best friends have won the tournament. We gave them the polygraph because the last thing you want to do is, is – I know these guys aren't cheating. But if I say I'm going to do it and I don't do it, and then you win next year and I say, okay, Kev, you got to take a polygraph, you say, well, well, uh, Stuart Witt didn't have to take a polygraph. What do you think, I'm a cheater? Well, no, everybody, everybody's doing it. That's a, yep. it's, a, it's a pretty significant expense to the tournament, but we say we're going to do it, and we do it. So uh, that's uh, that's that. So we should we should hopefully never have a problem with that. No, and uh, and hopefully not because uh, it, it won't end up so well for, no, for those right. folks that would do that down here. But anyway, moving on to the to the Kingfish Shootout, the old school, the old school Kingfish Shootout. Uh-huh. Uh, tell us the details on that and how people can get involved. Yeah, uh, registration's open. You can register at oldschoolkingfish.com. The entry fee is just $250 until May 31st. Um, the fishing day is June the 10th. We'll have uh, two captain's meetings at the St. Augustine Fish and Oyster House, the same place we had our Wahoo Awards on June the 9th. One will be at 4 p.m. and another at 7 p.m. So if you don't, you can get off work a little early on Friday. Um, come on down at, at four. If you need to work till five, you can still make the seven o'clock meeting. Kind of split the crowd a little bit. First place is a twenty-one foot yellowfin uh, bay boat, a uh, hundred five thousand dollar prize. Second place is going to be ten thousand dollars cash. We have Ooh. wow. We have uh, junior angler categories. We have that is a really nice prize, uh, courtesy of Bad Company Adventures. We're going to give them a week as a top junior angler. We'll get a week in the Keys uh, with a boat rental for their whole family, which I think is a pretty cool prize. Yeah, that's No cool. additional entry for that. Uh, lady angler category, we pay top five in junior, top five in lady. And uh, it's a family fishing event, guys. It's, it's really, really awesome to see the families come together and go fishing. It's not such a serious tournament. The lines are in at 7. The lines are out at 3. It's kind of an easy day. Yep. 
the 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 design of the tournament is to let uh, let the, every man compete with the big guy, and it's worked it's worked to perfection the first three years. So yeah, and I, I think I think Carrie's coming out of retirement for that tournament this year. Uh oh, yeah, oh, she's, she's, yeah, she uh, she loves to beach fish, you know, and uh, she yeah. loves to king fish, and so she's like, you know, I want to I want to go with you and Chilty, and I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> that that brings us into a, a, another category. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, yeah. There's no additional. There's no additional entry for ladies or juniors, so she's eligible, and it'll be it'll be it'll be great. Hopefully, she catches that great big one. You win a win a boat and and the top lady angler prize. So uh, yeah, it's awesome. Hey, one other thing before I go, you guys, I, I heard your uh, your your ad earlier, Jeff, for for David Beam. You know, he's a. Uh, I grew up with David Beam, and, and he David Beam and AJ and I, uh, Kevin were were the original fishing team on my Carolina skiff and my Mako, and we, we grew up together fishing, and he was... Uh, I, I, I knew his name sounded familiar, but I didn't know why, and now I know exactly why. Yeah, everything you said about David is true. He's, he's as good as they come. He's, he's, a, he's a great friend and a great guy, and, and he will represent anyone well with their insurance. And, and uh, I texted him after I heard it, and I said, Man, they sure talk nice about you. You got them fools. So he's, he's fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, congrats to you guys and him for, for hooking up. It'll be a great partnership for many years, I'm sure. So, uh, yep. Yeah. Good, Paul, good we appreciate it. And, uh, and congratulations on a great tournament. And uh, looking forward to, you know, I know all the guys that Kingfish – as well, are looking forward to your uh, old the old school Kingfish shootout because uh, you, you really do a great job running the tournaments. Yes, you do. Well, uh, I try, but all the credit goes to my wife. I mean, I, I do uh, I do the talking; she does the doing, as I've said many times. So uh, <laughs> we give her a lot of the credit, and uh, but we we couldn't do any of them without the fishermen. That's the truth, and that's our job is to try to put on a good event for the fishermen. And uh, hopefully we do a good job at it. So we look forward to seeing everybody in June, and maybe I'll come sit in with you guys and even bring Chris a little breakfast. Uh, right. So he can, so he can get <laughs> some of that. He just sounded like he was a little jealous to me about those. Uh, I'm a lot jealous. Paul. Your face. A lot yeah. jealous. Yeah. Insanely jealous. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chris, when I come, I bring something for you too, buddy. But I go I, Bucky's. I imagine you're in the studio. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Oh boy! Right, okay, old guys, school, enjoy old, school old school, kingfish dot com. Yep. Yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. Thank, thank, right, thank thanks, you, Paul. Buddy. Thank you for your continued support, guys. <laughs> All right, Mr. Paul Dozier. Yep. Okay. So I was great tournament here, they just had. I'm sitting here and I'm, you know, I'm looking around products, and I'm looking at bed bug killer. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That ain't right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it happens though. <laughs> There is such a thing. Yeah. You know, I hey, mean, didn't your parents put you down and said, don't let the bed yeah, bugs exactly. bite? Yeah, you know? exactly. And I always that thought that they, that they were just kidding. No, right? no, they're not. No. Yeah, they're not. Bed bugs. But I, I just I want to say real quick on, on Paul's tournament. They do a great job. Because, Kevin, I know you're not much on Instagram. No. Uh, uh, Kirk, you're not much. You're, you're a little bit on Instagram. Oh, yeah, both. Okay. Yeah. And they do a great job and encouraging the fishermen in the Wahoo shootout of taking pictures and there's videos. And it's really, it's a great follow yeah. for those that, uh, that love fishing and love our area and love the sport of fishing. It's a great follow. I just want to encourage everybody to follow the Wahoo shootout. The old school Kingfish shootout is going to be just as good to follow. 
but they've got great content, and so just wanted to put that out there because uh, I, at the end there, I was following along the tournament through Instagram. Right. And it was awesome right. to see. Mm-hmm. And to see the video and the reaction at the weigh-in itself. They had live video from the weigh-in. Yeah. When they weighed that monster fish, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. So great job, Paul. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We're going to have a Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week, and we're also going to talk to Top Gun right here. Top Gun. On the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And uh, Frank, Mr. Frank, yeah, we're, we're ready. Because our Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week is that, hey, come on down and see us at Standard Feed and Seed. They've got their 77th anniversary extravaganza going on. And the uh, free hot dogs and sausages and craft beer start at 1 o'clock. And the first round of chicken poop bingo uh-huh. is about to begin. Because Darius Clucker Darius Clucker's going in. has now been brought out by Mr. Frank himself. Uh-huh. Darius is going to yeah, hold be, that thing up there. Look at a good yeah, let's picture get a, of that Let's thing. get a picture of that, that one. That's a great looking Okay. Oh, that's funny. And uh, Darius has a he likes it. like a brown. <laughs> uh-huh. Get a, get a oh, close up of him, Kurt. Go. There you go. <laughs> Darius yeah. has quite the hairdo. Yes, he does. Looks a little bit like Phyllis Diller. Yeah. Pretty, pretty uncanny <laughs> resemblance. And so the... Chicken poop bingo is uh, there is clucker. There's sixty four squares uh-huh. in the cage, and Darius Clucker is going to be put in the cage right now. And whichever number that he takes a dump on, we're going to have a winner. And Jeff, you have right. you have we're already fifty six and four. I've got fifty six and four. Frank, don't let him poop on you. We don't want to. Uh, wow. He, he could he could drop some poop as soon as he is dropped. Yes. You don't know. Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, the drama. One. Oh, the drama. Yeah. All right. Darius oh, is now in the cage. So let me get this straight there. People cheering. Yes. A oh, absolutely. On yes. yeah. to there's, defecate. There's, yeah, it, 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 it looks like the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars game. People are cheering them on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's running Anybody around. Anybody doing for, the wave uh, around the? Uh, Darius is walking around, and they probably had Darius in a holding cage with <laughs> a cork. All you could eat. Uh-oh. Oh, and we have a dropping. We do. 39. And it's falling right on the line of thirty-nine and twenty-three in the judges' scorecard. Which way is it running? Twenty, twenty-three, or 23. thirty-nine? Twenty-three. I think he said twenty-three. <laughs> oh. Twenty-three is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> How about that for a ring power that tip of the week? Awesome. Yeah, there you go. Chicken poop bingo. You got to love it. <laughs> Darius uh, literally split the line, and the judges said 23. The thrill of victory and the agony yes. of defeat. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, some kind of. And I think what with the, the judge decided here, okay, right. because. Oh, I can't you know, believe chi- this. Chicken poop. It kind of began at 23. Chicken poop has kind of a whitish to it. Oh, oh, so we're the, actually doing al- this. Almost the entirety of the white is on 23. So yes. I think hence mm-hmm. we looking at the winner. And uh, oh, that's my awesome. Gosh, thanks for going into all the detail on that. 
<laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but uh, the Only repower, on the outdoor show, yeah. Chris. Repower cat uh, this tip is of a the new week. low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, next, uh, by the way, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, look, the next round of Chicken Poop Bingo starts at 2 p.m., and that's about an hour after the beer has been poured, oh, so yeah. that ought to be fun. Man. Oh, boy. <laughs> be a crowd around Corn yeah. and beer. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh chicken. Yeah, just don't give, uh, it, to, don't give it to the chicken. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's good stuff, man. That's uh, that's exactly what you want to see. Is a little bit of fun up in here. That's uh, it's all good. That stuff. was cool. That was cool. I've never. Yeah. I, I was looking at work because I had. I got nothing. Chris, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Chris, I had. I had fifty six and four. He never oh, came close. I'm sorry. And, and he never. Came, actually, he was kind of headed towards fifty six. He but, was a little bit. But he, but by the way, I would never pick fifty six or four again. No. You know, it's on the outside of the cage. You yeah. know what I mean? you right. got to have some strategy here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Strategy when it comes to pooping chickens. <laughs> so I wonder. This is so you know, because weird. Because bingo cards, you have a scrambled number uh-huh. on all the different boards. Right. So do you have multiple boards, boards that go into the cage well, for the next – Event. Well, well, well yeah. It's supposed to. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Well, they got to take one out to wash it. Right. Yeah, that's right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. just yeah. just a thought. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to the phone lines since oh. we uh, are Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. By the way, Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Come on down to Standard Feed and Seed. They've got their 77th anniversary extravaganza going on today. And uh, don't forget the hot dogs and sausages are starting at 1 o'clock and they've got craft beer the whole nine yards. So the way, come that's, on down. It's free. It is free. Yep. And Ring Power has uh, the best rental fleet in the industry. And go to ringpower.com to learn more. And now we go to the phone lines to bring in Top Gun. I feel the need for speed. What's going on, boys? Just bored of Top Gun. Bored of Top Gun. We're so happy to have you here. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, Now, I don't know who came up with chicken poop bingo, but... uh, (laughs) Uh, how you would even come about that, but uh, it's kind of cool. It started with, hold my beer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably right. so. Yeah. Right. Hey, congrats exactly. to Mr. Bulldozer on his tournament. Uh, sounds like that was a big success. Yes. Uh, you know, I gave him that nickname, Bull. I wonder if any of his buddies call him that now. I'd be interested to know. I don't know. That's a great question. Because I thought it was a pretty cool nickname, don't you, Bulldozer? Yeah, I like it. Bulldozer. Yeah, yeah. Bulldozer. Yeah. I, like I mean, it. it wouldn't be a good nickname if your last name was Clap, but it's not. So, <laughs> true, you know. True, true. <laughs> so I'm thinking it was uh, kind of a clever cleaver. I like it. I like it, Top Gun. You did a, yeah. you did a good job. Yeah, hey, what, what happened to you last weekend? Uh, do you want to know the truth? You want the truth? No, well, the it whole depends. Truth, you might nothing want, but the truth. You might want to lie oh, to us. You do that commercial for Steam Hatchie, and you said, when you're sitting on the back porch, this is what you're going to hear. And you can't hear anything. So I figured you couldn't hear the show, so I made other plans. <laughs> <laughs> huh. uh, okay. You're saying. Uh, yeah. By the okay. way, Top Gun, we, yeah. we, 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 we had... We had a blast at Steen I bet you did. I mean, it was it was uh, we were we were five stories up doing the radio show overlooking Steen River and the wow. bass and stuff. 
unbelievable. That's some, it was, that's some great scenery it, it, there. It was, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Where, uh, where they were doing the radio show from, Top Gun, it's the kind of the crow's nest, mm-hmm. but it's, wow. it's all enclosed, glassed, yep. climate-controlled, I'm assuming. And that's on the fourth floor. The third floor is a condo. Yeah. And that's for sale. Yeah, that's for sale. Top wow. Gun. It can well, be yours, Top Gun. Like yes. cool, sounds like a cool place. I've never been there, but sounds pretty cool. You would sounds fit like right in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you would, you, you would fit right in. Yeah, cool. Hey, you know, you guys, uh, you know, have uh, definitely have uh, music, you know, that kind of goes with the show and this and that and the other. Uh, and, um, you know, you talk about this group and that group, but the group I've heard mentioned the most in the time I've listened to the show is the Eagles. So I have a trivia question for you, and you each get a guess, and Billy the Kid can guess too. Okay. I'll Um, I'll guess last. Okay. How many number one hits did the Eagles have? Mm. Uh, Who wants to go first? I'll say 10. I'll say 20. I, I, I was thinking eight. Chris? I'll say two. You ready for this? Yeah. Five. 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 Okay. Now, so who said, so that, Kev, Kevin said eight. I did say eight. So he you were three away. I said two. I was three away. So now now we got a, another yeah, trivia question tie. for the win. <laughs> got it. All right, here's the tiebreaker for you two. Here's Kev. the tie. Here's the tiebreaker for Captain Cook and Billy the Kid. Yeah. How many number one albums did they have? Oh, gosh. Three. I'll say two. I'll say six. I'll say four. The answer is six. Wow, Kevin wins on the yeah, Eagles. You're a rock star today, man. Holy but, moly. But you know what? I was really surprised at that when I heard it because they had so many great songs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, but, my guess was 10. My guess was 10. But there's no public accounting for taste. So yeah. that's why. I heard they put on a heck of a concert in Tampa last week. Yeah, I, mean, I never saw them, but I heard they were really good. Yeah, I heard they were great. I, I heard it was good, yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, uh, one day last week, I go up to Angie Subs. Uh-oh. To get me a sub and some fries to go. So, I parked, if you're looking at Angie's in the parking lot, I parked mm. way down to the right. So, I get out of my truck to walk all the way down to the left to go in the door. And I went, oh, i got to see the pig. So I get out of my truck and walk to the end of the building, and I'm like, what pig? There's no pig there. And and so I think, well, maybe it's on the other end of the building. So I go in. I don't go look. I go inside, and I order my sub, and uh, this guy comes up to me. And sticks out his hands to shake hands with me. I had on my Top Gun hat. Nice. And he and he says, uh, uh, 
Now I can't think of his name. Mental block. Chef Gordon. Oh, wow. And I went, wow, wow, great to meet you. I've been wanting to meet you and all that. So never know who you're going to run into in Angie's. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a very questionable crowd there at times. Yeah. Right, I agree. Did, yeah, I agree. Did, Sometimes did you, the police are called. <laughs> you, you did yeah. tell him you were a Hall of Famer, right? I didn't tell him that. Wow, oh. fellow Hall of Famers meeting. Hey, so did you ever see the pig? Okay, so I leave and I start walking all the way back to my truck, and I went, man, I got to check the other end of the building. So I walk all the way back to the other, and I don't want to look at it. I got my back to it. I walked out about five feet from it, and then I turned around. And I want to tell you, my emotions were all out of whack <laughs> when I saw that. I don't at, first, at first, I went, I kind of chuckled, and then I went, what the what? <laughs> and I was trying to figure out. How that came about. Oh, it's so weird. Whose idea that was. And so I start walking back to my truck, and I said, you know, if that bikini was a half an inch smaller, <laughs> it'd be a thong. And then I got to thinking about a thong on a pig, and I just got all out of whack. Couldn't even hardly drive. <laughs> yeah, that'd make you not want to eat your sub. Oh, yeah, oh. I know. Thanks for that. But Thanks for that visual, Top Gun. Appreciate you. Yeah, but it was it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this uh, farmer, he's got this cattle ranch, and all his bulls are real old and wore out. So he decides to go to an auction and buy him a new bull. So he buys this young bull and loads him up and pays ten thousand dollars for him. Takes him back to the farm and puts him out on the pasture. Every day he looks out the window, and the bull's just laying there eating grass and not doing anything. So, you know, his wife starts giving him the dickens about buying that bull and everything. So after about a week of this, he loads up the bull on the trailer and takes him to the vet. Vet checks him out and says, I don't see anything wrong with this bull at all. But take these pills with you and give him one every morning and see what happens. So anyway, he goes home and he starts giving the bull a pill every morning. And after about a week, the all the cows are laid out in the pasture, wore out. And so and so his 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 neighbor comes over and he says, uh, hey buddy, uh that bull of yours broke down my fence way back in the back, and half of my cows are laid out in the pasture. And the farmer says, well, you know, I bought the bull and um, uh, took him to the bat because he was just eating grass is all he did. And that gave me these pills to give him, and, um, and I've been giving him these pills. And after about a week, he just, you know, went crazy. He said, you know, my wife gave me the Dickens for about a week for buying him. And then she even commented the other day about how good those pills were. <laughs> and the neighbor says, well, what were they called? And the farmer says, I don't remember the name of them, but they taste kind of like peppermint. <laughs> 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 
he's not right. Sometimes he, I wonder he about had that me, boy. He had me with oh the cows gosh. being laid out. I was oh done. I was yes. done. Oh, oh, yeah, the cows laid out was, oh yes. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that is classic. Thank you, Top Gun. Hey, uh, congratulations to Kirk, your son, Kyle. Yeah, that was crazy. Opening day of turkey yes. season in Georgia today for the adults. <laughs> Last weekend was for the uh, juniors, the, for the kids. Yep. And they had a special day for kids. Today's opening day for the turkey season. And Kyle ended up Seal- getting one this yeah. morning. Sealing the deal. He said he had two birds working. And he said one of them walked off about 80 yards and took the other one with it. And I guess he pursued it and looped around and got in front of him or something like that. And start calling again and here they come and he, if you he, if you get to where they want to go yep that's sometimes this much, much better chance ambush yep yep have you have we gotten anything else from anybody no else? I've, I've i've got nothing quiet? I, mean, I, I mean i i know all of them are hunting this morning yeah um kept chip wingo rogers yeah your whole crew my whole crew's up there hunting. have they said anything uh rogers said he hadn't heard a thing really yeah wow which is shocking I mean, seriously, I know that some mornings they don't. Yeah, sometimes they, they, they don't yeah, talk. They, they don't talk, but, I mean, my gosh, the turkey's carrying I've seen up there since January. Right. And, and, by the way, uh, wish my lovely wife a happy birthday. Oh. Her birthday yeah, was happy, happy birthday, birthday Carrie. It was yesterday. So. Very nice. Uh, uh, she got a, a, a very, very, very special present from my dad. Um, you go, you guys know my dad. He, he, he does pottery. Right. And there was there was a particular pot that, that honestly Carrie and I both just loved, and uh, I negotiated with Dad and uh, presented it to her yesterday, and it was it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's really cool. I mean, you nice. got to get us a picture. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, before we take a break, let's do a uh, Kirby Co Builders cooking tip of the week, and Kirby Co Builders. I, I got to say this now, uh, Kirby Co and I have known each other for a long time and tried to get them to join us at the concert. They had had previous plans, but me and him are going to be fishing soon. Yes. And one of the things that I am going to bring is going to be some of that right there, which is the uh, pimento cheese from Standard Feed and Seed. But uh, uh, we just got done eating homemade biscuits and gravy and eggs and and sausage. And and they just brought me a to-go plate for Carrie. And now we got pimento (laughs) cheese with tortilla strips. I mean, goodness gracious. Anyway, here – Here's uh, the Kirby Kill Builders cooking tip of the week. Kirby Kill Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to KirbyCoBuilders.com to learn more. This week's tip is uh, an outstanding homemade mac and cheese recipe, which uh, mac and cheese uh-huh. is a staple of the carbs side of the plate for me. I love mac and cheese. And this Staple. little overnight mac and cheese recipe is what we had in Steen Hatchie, and it's really good. Really good. So go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page and check it out because this recipe, you will impress people to no end. And I will say that sharp white cheddar is involved, and I think sharp white cheddar is the best. Well, any good, good uh, you know, recipe item requires Jeez. a little work. Yeah. And this is a this is a great recipe. We crushed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. We crushed it, and then I had leftovers for the next few days. Oh. But I don't want to ever hear another word about the length of my recipes. 
Not one, not one squeak. Well, this Deep is this is, is terrace. But if you folks, you well, want details? Yeah. This has got details. You want good good food? If you, you can't have make good... this, if you can read, you can make this. That's right. If you can follow directions, you can make yep. this. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. We come back. We've got uh, got a weather report brought to you by the Beard Pig and a tides brought to you by Angie Subs, and we'll wrap things up here. Where we're live at the 77th anniversary extravaganza here at Standard Feed and Seed. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. We are live at Standard Feed and Seed up here at 1236 Kings Road. And they've got a anniversary extravaganza, 77 years. Wow, 77 years. Which is pretty amazing, and they've got uh, hot dogs and sausages and craft beer at 1 o'clock and got a spacewalk inflatable for the kids for them to jump in. So uh, come on by, and you can get yourself all kinds of products here now, from dog food to seed to chickens. and. I mean, if you got kids, they've got baby chicks. Oh, uh, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Got bunnies. Got uh, parakeets, uh, obviously chickens, they, obviously they roosters. Parakeets, I'm sure everybody Yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean. Yeah. All right, let's do a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig Best Barbecue in Jacksonville. Two locations, got one at the beach and the other one in San Marco. Rest of today, southwest winds is going to increase to about 15 knots, and seas are going to be 3 to 4. Tonight, south-southwest, or excuse me, west-southwest winds around 15 knots. Becoming west-northwest 10 to 15 after midnight, seas 3 to 4. Sunday, north winds 10 to 15. Becoming northeast during the afternoon, 2 to 3 feet. Monday, southeast 5 to 10, increasing to 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Tuesday, southeast winds around 10 knots. And then Wednesday and Wednesday night, south winds around 10 knots. And a Tides report brought to you by Angie's Subs, the best sub shop in Jacksonville at Angie's and at Mayport at the Bar Pilot Dock. The Tides for today, you had a uh, low tide today or high tide this morning at 617 high tide. Later on this evening at 6.42 p.m., 12.18 p.m. is your next low tide. And so, again, low tide today, 12.18. Tomorrow on Sunday, if you're making plans for tomorrow morning, you've got a high tide at Mayport at 7.03 a.m. That's a 4.28. Dead high early morning. Not bad. High out. I like that. I like high outgoing tides, especially this time of year. You know, if you get out there and the wind's not blowing too bad, it gives you a lot of opportunity. Right. You know, trout seem to like a higher outgoing tide. Agreed. Um, redfish, too, sometimes. Sheephead bites been been good, you know. Just got to poke gotta, around you, and you find gotta, them. You got to look. You got to look for them. Yeah. I, I, um, I, talking to uh, Leon and Chip and all those guys on, on the forecast show on Thursday said the same thing. You know, um, it, it, it sounds like that uh, uh, been, been a little slow from, from Pine Island to St. Augustine, mm-hmm. but, but to the north of – of Palm Valley, yeah. you know, the, the fishing the docks and stuff like that. They, they they seem to have found a few fish, but it hasn't been like no red hot, red hot. You know, not it has. We, we talked about this earlier in the show. I mean, th- this time of year, um, you know, we we should we should be having 30, 40 fish days. Whether and, and, and again, uh, that, that could include jacks and ladyfish and you know a small trout and you know yeah. some, you know, but but they're just a. Uh, we're not, we don't have that right now. I think we're in transition time. Yeah. I mean, the water temperature's gone from almost 70 degrees. I know. Then it dropped back to 63. When I was out on Thursday, it was 66. You know, we had two days, two or three days where it 
it cooled down in the evenings. Yeah. I mean, got up, uh, what was it, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, it barely got about 60, 65 degrees. Right, you right, know, And exactly. then you put 15, 20 knots of wind on it, drops the water temperature again. Um, there was a worm hatch last week. Oh, boy. And so they yeah. were everywhere. Um, that ain't good. You know, when you have a worm hatch, they focus on them dang worms. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, they do. Sheephead, the reds, the trout. And you could tell it affected the bite for a couple of days until they disappeared. So, and how, how long does that it's impact two, the fishing in your experience? Two days. Yeah, two, I two, three, two three, days. three days. I mean, if you catch a redfish. It's uh, gorged. They, they are. I they, mean, they're full of them. Sheephead, too. Coming out of their mouths. Yeah. Sheephead I mean, eat them. Yeah. The reds, the trout eat them. I mean, once they're popping out. We hit a spot the other day in the river, and I looked down in the water, and, I was, and Steve called me and said, hey, look at the worms. Yeah. I was like, worms? I'm thinking, it's really early for that. And I looked down in the water, and there they were. I mean, thousands of them, just mm. everywhere. Mm. You know? And it's, it's tough to catch a fish. It is. Like that. Yep. I mean, they get tuned in on those yep. free baits, yep. you know, free food like that. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Mr. Chris Mullen on the phone lines this morning. Morning, Chris. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How you doing? Hey, Good. Guys, how's it going? I had you Good. on speaker. <laughs> Sitting on top of the world. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was leaning over the edge of the tree stand and putting a putting a uh, upright on. So kind of okay. Me. Don't 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 fall out. <laughs> yeah, time. exactly. Roger, Roger. No, it's still standing. We got back up here this this weekend and it was still standing. I was I was happy. Um, but just uh, talking about the sheep's head down in uh, Steenhatchie. Yeah, I figure the, the ocean, the bottom of the ocean was covered with them. Because I actually caught three. So I figured there was a blue million of them down there. Uh, I am not a sheephead fisherman. But I had a, had a great time. We had an absolute ball. Me and Tara were just like, that was so much fun. Yeah. And so next yeah. year we're going to do it again. Yep. And next year we're going to change it up a little bit. At least I am. We're, I'm going to go come out on a Thursday night. That's what Chris did. And uh, fish yeah. Friday, Saturday afternoon, right. gather Saturday evening. But, yeah, it, it was so much fun, and we had a ball. Great, and, and, great people. And, and, of course, it's the, the, the first time that we've all done this. And, and uh, Kerry, Kerry was like, look, I'll, I, I want to organize the food a little bit more because we ended up with, like, a refrigerator. A refrigerator full of food, and I'm wow. not exaggerating. I mean, wow. you know, nobody wanted to take it home. Leftovers, uh, and so we called. Oh, don't worry, Roy got it. Oh, Roy got it. Yeah, Roy got yeah. It. <laughs> our, our buddy who works there. Yeah, yeah. Gordon Good said he people. saw him walking out with, with a, a rib hanging out of his mouth. Rib <laughs> hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. And a drumstick in the other hand. <laughs> so Roy, Roy, yeah, we Roy made out well. Yeah, Roy's Roy's good people. He he, uh, you tell him you're telling when you were the outdoor show and. And he will uh, he will bend over backwards for you. Yeah, one um, of the but, uh, uh, yeah, and it was when I first saw Roy, and Roy's kind of the handyman guy, works at all the property the property yep. there, and, and and helps take care of it. I mean, when I first saw him, and I saw the size of his forearms, big man, and I went, that dude right there, if he gets a hold of you, yeah, ain't letting go, he's gonna hurt you, yeah, yeah, big fella, big fella. He was and Chris, the tuna ceviche that. Uh, he brought on oh Saturday night. That was the best I've ever had. I, it was it was outstanding. It absolutely he, was. Uh, I made scallop ceviche uh, when we was down there during the summer, and I gave him to, uh, gave him a, a bowl of it to carry home to him and his wife. And and he had never had ceviche before, 
So that was his rendition of, of Ceviche that, that I give him from the scallops. That's, it was amazing. It was. Really it was really hey, good. Uh, is, is Lucy doing okay? I know she had some reaction to the bugs. Yeah, she uh, she got over it about, took about two days and half a bottle of Benadryl, but she got over it. Wow. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah know. The, gnats, the gnats were oh. horrible. I know. They're, they're, they're terrible. Carrie's ankles all swollen up. I mean, man. I got the stink eye pretty bad every place we went into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll bet you did. Yeah, uh, she, she looked rough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. We, we appreciate all it. All right, fellas. Uh, we, we, yep. we, had, we had a great great time. Great time last Can't week. Can't wait till next year. Yep, it'll be, it'll be fun. And by the way, we actually got invited back. I, I, I talked to I talked to Jody, and he's like, man, if y'all want to come back two times a year, y'all come on. Y'all are fun. And I said, well, <laughs> well we, we probably need to keep it at once a year. <laughs> so, no. Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> That's right. We will show up at your door. <laughs> All right, nope. buddy. Be good. Take care, fellas. Bye, right, Chris. See you. Yeah, big, big thank you to uh, to Frank, Standard Feed and yes. Seed, for having us out here. And, and I got to say, I was joking around with him about what we needed to have, the cold filtered water, Himalayan coffee, the Lazy Boy <laughs> recliners, Boy, and he took it to uh, heart. breakfast. And, but I will say, he drilled it. Yes, he did. Oh, absolutely. beyond. I mean, he, he absolutely nailed it. Yep. I mean, above and beyond, man. place is busy. It is busy. Busy. And so when we get off the air, folks, if you want to come on down and have a beer and have My a little dog. free food and free beer and free food. And One o'clock, they're going to fire up the grill. And have a nice and seat in these uh, yeah. recliner chairs. And at Come 2 o'clock, now. have some chicken poop. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Darius Clucker. Darius Clucker. Yeah, Darius Clucker at, uh, still laying there of 23 and 39. So I'm, I'm rather disappointed uh, with, with all of the – great turkey hunters out there that we know yeah yeah we've gotten we've gotten one picture one turkey's been back kyle drilled one this morning man that's awesome god bless him man yeah is that it's your property in fargo yes our property property in fargo that's that's the first bird he's killed in i think three years wow really yeah he's had a try a a time i mean last year he chased him for four or five days and couldn't kill one so uh when are you going up kirk i'm going up tomorrow night tomorrow night Tomorrow night. Yeah, Carrie and I are going up this afternoon. Okay. Yep. And then uh, how many days you guys going to hunt? <sighs> I got. I can only hunt Monday, and then I got to come back to go to the, my lovely dentist on Tuesday again. Oh, oh boy. boy. Round can, two. Can you get an afternoon appointment and stay till oh. Tuesday for a hunt? Oh, it's killing me, yeah, man. Really? You have no idea. Well, I got <laughs> – uh, so, so um, <laughs> next week's going to be, like, crazy because Grandpa Jimmy – and Deb were coming down on Tuesday. This and, coming week? Uh-huh. Okay. And then Wednesday, Kayla and her husband and the two babies are coming down from Oklahoma. Oh, wow. You know, so we haven't seen them in almost a year. So we have, you know, the, um, Stevie Joe was born December 17th. We haven't even seen her yet. So we're, oh, wow. it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's going to be, be a good fun. week. So anyway, to answer your question, we're going up for a couple of days. Yeah, well, good chill. luck. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't. I've already talked. Can I, you? I can't wait. I'm going up tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go up tomorrow and I'm going to probably take my bow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to yeah, take I'm my bow. Gonna, I'm definitely going to take my bow. But Give um, it a shot. I'm a little mad at him right now because I didn't kill one last year. So I might get mad at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can do that pretty good. I, I, I'm going to have to resist the yard bird, though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That'd be good for your bow. Yeah, yeah I, I, I put the ground blind right out by the porch and just have a picture, you know, like you're in a cow pasture. Well, I mean, <laughs> get a ground blind out there, have Carrie film it from the right. porch. Yeah, right, exactly. And why not? Yeah. You know what, though? Just when you think it's easy. That's right. It ain't. That's exactly <laughs> I right. I'll, I'll, I will tell you this, though. I got three jakes that are mean as hell. Yeah. And I, I might, with, with the bow, I might take one of them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But I, I might just leave my gobbler there to breed all those hens and stuff, you know. But <laughs> but, but I, I, I would, because I, I, I love to eat Walter. Yeah. Very, I mean, she does, you know. Do you brine the turkey meat, the turkey breast? Well, she she makes jerky out of it. Okay. So she brines it overnight. I don't. That's what you're saying. I, I've I've heard, and I, I don't. I haven't done it, but I've heard that if you brine the turkey breast, it's tremendous. Okay. Yeah. I have to try. Well, it. We, we will absolutely have to try that. All right. Uh, hey, uh, the Nimnik Family Dealerships Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsor. Always presented by Duck Duck Rooter, Angie Subs, Atlantic Coast Marine, CNH Marine Construction, Coastal Equipment. Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Consignment Boat Sales, Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store, LV Hires, Inc., Standard Feed and Seed, where we are at right now, and got their big celebration going on, 77th year, going on today. Strike Zone, Valentino Boats, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Whalen Bay Marine, Claude Nolan Cadillac, Kirby Co. Builder, Shimano, and Wild West Guns of Gold, and, of course, the Nimnik family of dealerships, Chevrolet on Cassett and Nimnik Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway. And don't forget you mentioned Consignment Boat Sales. 22 years today. Wow. They've been around. And 22 years. 22 years. Jacksboating.com. He said he's got a ton of inventory there right now. So either 249-6225 or jacksboating.com. And, folks, remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. Something just didn't go well.